right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, what is sure to be a very interesting Xbox Two podcast. Maybe the <laughs> the uh, the one everybody's looking forward to the most. Uh, episode three hundred and three. What is this? February 9th. And uh, I'm one of your hosts, Randall Thor nineteen, the man with the million. With me, Jez Corden, Windows Central. Uh, how's been the week of chaos for you, Jez? The week of absolute uncertainty. It's been it's been a week, man. I gotta tell you, it's been a week. Um, you know, great for traffic. So, <laughs> so it's like silver lining for me, I guess. But I hate it though because it's all. I have talked about this before on the show. Like when there's drama, there's always traffic. So it's like, hey, that's good. But then it's like you also don't want drama really as a customer and you know and stuff like that so it's kind of it's kind of a mixed bag really um so yeah xbox has had a massive week of chaos and traffic uh, drama and we're gonna sort of get into the weeds about what's going on and what could go on next week but how have you been feeling about it all i mean i've been kind of like i've been out here on twitter sort of trying to you know Cut through all the rumors and bullshit that's constantly flying around. We had people saying Toys for Bob had closed down, which isn't true. We had people saying that they've removed Xbox from the the website because they're shutting down hardware. That isn't true. And, you know, it's just, it's almost like nonstop. There's almost nonstop overreactions to every little tiny little scrap of information. And it feels like, you know, a, a feedback loop between people who want to attack and undermine xbox and then you know customers who are rightly anxious about what all this shit means i blame microsoft you know who i blame i blame you you blame me why is that i blame you you led the charge bro with with your tweets oh yeah with with your with your feelings based jazz tweets you know okay well yeah well thanks for that man i'm just saying people people are saying in chat you know so it's what 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 people are saying, bro. Well, fine, fine. It's my fault. Jess Corden, you're you're to blame for this. You know, you started okay, the fire. Fine. All right, it's my fault. Okay, I accept it. <laughs> it's all my fault. Xbox is dead, and it's all my fault. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Feelings based, Jez. You never know what he's going to tweet next, right? Uh oh. Indeed. Yeah, I mean this this very well could be the last Xbox Two podcast. We might have to. Jez was telling me uh, earlier today that we should uh, uh, start. Uh, what do you want to start next? Uh, WWE podcast. A WWE man. podcast because <laughs> uh, Jez is uh, you know the the stuff going on with The Rock and Cody Rhodes. Jez was yeah, like, man. "All right, well, if this thing all goes south, let's just do a WWE show." And I'm like, it's like that's a that's that's a huge pivot. Well, hey, Microsoft Microsoft pivot in, so I can't wait, bro. So, <laughs> I guess maybe next week you might see. Uh, I don't know what would we call it the uh, the WWE two or something. <laughs> I don't know. The wrestling two, or maybe maybe we can know. maybe we can name the show the. Uh, somebody had said to me is like, if you guys need to change the name of your show, you could you could name it. The X Xbox Two, like <laughs> yeah. put the X in. But that, but that's dangerously close to X X X Box Two, which is like a porno podcast or something. 
Yeah. You know, there's still, still there's also a lot of uh, you know, not necessarily console wearing in the in the, the 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 wrestling business, but there is the whole AEW versus WWE thing. I know how much is AEW, man. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm, I think people do, but uh, people watch AEW, bro. No, it, no one cares about AEW. It bro. has certainly been a week. I've offended and, uh, four people there. Shit. Oh. Um. <laughs> And my dude, I was just gonna say, like my what day was it? Once Sunday, Monday, I forget what day it was. It, it it was like one of those days, like Tuesday or whatever. Like when all this sort of stuff happened, it was just like it, it felt like a complete week already. Like one of those memes is like, oh lemon, it's been it it's been a week or whatever, and and like Alec Baldwin says, lemon, it's only Tuesday or something, <laughs> right? When it's because a lot of stuff was going back and forth since Sunday, and my DMs were just flooded with people asking me about the future of Xbox and what Microsoft was going to announce on, you know, whatever this event or whatever is happening. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. I don't, I don't know what's well, going know. on. You know, they're like, Damn. Rand, help us. You, you know. And I'm like, no. And then like people, um, like. You know, I guess we should start from the top, but first let's uh let's uh let's get some of the housekeeping stuff, shall we, Jez? Before we yeah we get into everything, um we uh we we do we we do have a sponsor for this week, and uh, it yes is we do none other than Manscaped. Manscaped, that's right, guys. Roses are red, violets are blue. Trim your balls, and your date will thank us too. What's up? fellas valentine's day is knocking next week in fact and uh our friends over at manscaped are the remedy just what the love doctor ordered you ever met the love doctor around no you meet him every week have you met the love doctor you you meet him every week right here it's me it's me bro oh oh, okay you're the love doctor okay (laughs) and my prescription is the all-new manscaped performance package 5.0 ultra Designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob you are. Let's talk about the hero of the Valentine's Day, the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. This electric trimmer features skin-safe technology, guarding your V-Day treasure against any grooming mishaps. It comes with their brightest LED spotlight yet, and it's brighter than your best romantic smile. Perfect for precise grooming, even in the trickiest spots. And oh, it's waterproof too, making shower shaves a breeze. For the best boxes, formulas, razors, cologne, and much more, join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive Xbox 2 offer. Go to manscaped.com to snag 20% off free shipping with code XB2. That's code XB and the number two in the checkout at manscaped.com. And thanks for Manscaped for sponsoring this video. Yes, Rand. It's Manscaped month. It's Valentine's Day. There's no better. There's no better month to manscape it up. So you know, give yourself a gift, even if even if you're single. It's uh, quite 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 pleasant. It's quite pleasant, Rand, to be well groomed mm. in various de- degrees. What are so the, what are consider it? What are the odds about uh, the business update being on Wednesday on Valentine's Day, where uh, Xbox um, fans can uh, can have a date? With, uh, That'd be a Valentine's Day massacre, bro. Oh, that sure <laughs> would be. Yeah, 
<laughs> That's a good one, Jazz Valentine's Day Massacre. Uh, anyways, we also have the wonderful people at Patreon. Um, we did a Xbox Ultimate show on Tuesday. We had a lot of uh, call-ins from the community to express their opinions about what was going on. Uh, Tuesday feels like so long ago at this point. But if you want to check out that show, that is uh, that is Patreon exclusive. Hopefully we'll have a guest next week for Xbox 2 Plus 1. Obviously we're trying to wait until after this event so we can have someone on to talk about it. But it's kind of hard because who knows when the event is. Uh, so we're, we'll, we'll try to do uh, something along those lines. But we got some shout outs here. Uh, we have uh, Jay Peltier, we got Thurgus, Holy Dark Death, Steve Stompy, James Wiseau, Tricks Are for Trade, The Grand Subbit, Battered Haddock, Army Dude, Army Dude 52C, Ryan Kipple, Foreign Object, Mythic Marty, Moronic Donkey 99, Makazilla, Randall Thor 19, Silas, Eric Gregory, Elijah Vasquez, James Moore, Fantasticals, Halo is the Goat, Katriox, Bright Tundra 1, Discarded Caboose, Justin Duel, Frank Mariano, Peter Broking, Ace of T and Madison, Governor Grimm, DZ Huffin, Wagerman, Achievement, The Scarecrow 121, Darren Tropy, Prof JJJ, Ghostface Killer, and Wolfgang KPZ. Thank you guys for all your support. It means the the world to me and Jazz. So, huh. yeah, what do you want to talk about? As Cody Rhodes would say, since we're going to be coming a WWE uh, podcast soon and and abandoning the uh, the gaming scene, what do you want to talk about, Jazz? Uh, I mean, where to start? There's so where, much. Where so to much start? To where to start? Indeed. Should I just mention the game I've been playing first? Maybe a little, little gaming action. This is a gaming show. We do play some games. You know, not everybody plays games around here, right? Uh, I started up a uh, Suicide Squad, which is the gameplay everybody's watching. And I don't know if and? you've seen. Like, I think the Metacritic's sitting around a sixty. Um, mm. I don't hate the game, but I don't love it. That's I'm, uh, yeah, that seems to be where a lot of people are landing. I, I, I mean, I've only played like six hours, so I'm just kind of getting into it. This week was, I spent a lot of this week just relaxing with a book, trying to take my mind off of everything, just you know, escaping to a to a to a science fiction fantasy world, but um. Yeah, I probably have more about more to say about it next week, but it, it, to me it sort of feels like two different games. Like you have like all the Rocksteady touches, right? Like the stuff that they're really known for, like the AAA cutscenes and facial animations and some of the story stuff is quite good and you got the open world stuff like Riddler trophies, like it really That's does feel like a rock steady game in that way. But then there's the the games as a service stuff slapped right on top of it with like numbers popping off of everything and completing contracts like the mission variety is so piss poor. The enemy variety like it's like it's it's it sort of makes you wonder like what happened during the development of this game. It's like you have like the single player context of like the story and all that, and it's like really well done. But then you have like the open world games as a service stuff that just feels utterly tacked on, like times fifty combo and like 
green weapons, purple weapons, and each weapon has like modifiers and all these different things, and it just feels so disjointed. It's it's kind of mind-boggling how they came to this. And then you got the traversal options, which I didn't really care for in the beginning. They let you play as each one of the characters in the beginning, and I just wasn't really feeling anybody's traversal. And so I picked like Deadshot because he's got a jet jetpack. So I was like, okay, this one um, feels better than the others. But like, yeah, I I don't know. Like, considering I love all of Rocksteady's games, like love, like the Batman Arkham trilogy. To play That's this, we had, we had Batman in the in the very start of the intro for the longest time. Yeah, well, yeah, that's why there's Batman's there, and there there are a couple missions here when it's when it does vie away from the 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 open world games of service nonsense that are actually quite well done. But man, that 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 stuff is just so prevalent prevalent, and it's just it's I don't think it's and it does nothing for me. I guess I'm maybe like the wrong demographic for this. Because I can see them thinking like, oh, okay, well, we'll go out. You got all these different tiers of weapons and you got all these modifiers and end game stuff and people will love to run. Like, I'm not, I'm not that, right? I'm not in that Destiny, Diablo uh, group who constantly wants to play it to play on the harder difficulties to get better gear so I can take on harder difficulties so I can get better gear. I, I just don't really like that gameplay loop, but... Man, so much about this game is kind of what I don't like about modern gaming to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And yeah. but I don't hate it, right? Like I thought I was gonna hate it. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. So I'm like sitting in this thing where it's like it's fine, <laughs> but it's it's disappointing because of who made it. You know what I mean? It's disappointing because yeah. it's rock steady, and this is what they're. I would imagine it's very much the same how people who felt uh, who, who who love Bioware, which like us, who love the Mass Effect trilogy, like me, like like us. Who so just thinking, like, like people who love Bioware, I'm like, oh yeah, right, like me. Cool. The people who loved Bioware and the Mass Effect trilogy, and then you go and then Anthem. and then you get Anthem, and it's like, no, this is not what you wanted, and. It, it's sort of very much like that. Now, I don't know if the game's doing well. I mean, I don't think its Steam numbers are doing great. The fact that Helldivers 2 is, I think, had a higher uh, concurrent count than Suicide Squad, I think, says a lot about... Which uh, which I've been playing. Yes, you've been playing, you've been playing some Helldivers 2. Although, I will have to mention, I do have to, I do have to mention this. I wanted to say this. I'll have more to say about Suicide Squad when I, when I finish it, and we'll talk about it next week, but... You know, with Suicide Squad, there was a lot of talk about the lack of review codes, right? Mm-hmm. Big companies uh, talked about it. It was a whole. It was a whole big deal. It was a whole, whole big deal. Now I understand. Suicide Squad was a game that um, a lot of people were looking forward to, right? It definitely was like the upper level AAA hype. People wanting to find out if it was good or not, so there's a lot of money to be made from it. A lot of, a lot of money to be made from the clicks and the reviews and all that sort of stuff, because there's a lot of interest in it, right? Mm-hmm. But I noticed that um, two games as a service games came out this week, both of them PlayStation exclusive. I don't know if it has anything to do with it, and neither of them had any reviews. 
And I didn't see any review outlets complaining about it. I didn't mm. really see any discussion about it whatsoever. And that's, you know, like Helldivers, mm, so strange, Helldivers Two is a four-player co-op game, very much in the similar vein of Suicide Squad, which is a four-player co-op game. But no reviews. I didn't see IGN complaining about it. Just nobody mentioned it. And is is that because Helldivers Two is a not as uh, uh, you know big of a game as Suicide Squad, so it's not going to push well, the needle, or like it, it definitely. It, it, I'm gonna get. I, I'm gonna give you some insight. I'm gonna okay. give you some insight. Okay. So, I asked Sony if we were gonna get a Helldivers review code, mm-hmm. and they said yes. And they also said, but the servers aren't going online until the day of launch. So they were pretty transparent about the fact straight away, right? But the way, and I don't know if this is true or not, but the way IGN framed it was that Warner Brothers came back to them and said, "You won't be getting review code because you were mean," you know. And I don't, I don't know if that's why IGN specifically popped off so hard about Suicide Squad, but it kind of, it kind of contributed to other outlets being like, we've be, we've had radio silence about Suicide Squad, like we had radio silence about Suicide Squad as well. I didn't expect review codes because I'm pretty sure one of us blacklisted me for leaking Mortal Kombat uh, last year. <laughs> Sorry, guys, um, but uh, uh, so I wasn't expecting it anyway, but. It was, it's always been my experience that service games, you don't get review codes until the servers are online. And that was certainly the case for World of Warcraft games that I reviewed in the past. Um, Diablo was a special case. They, turned, they, had a special, they had a special review server, and they said, yeah, but your characters will be deleted afterwards because we don't want to give anyone an unfair advantage, which is completely, you know, understandable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or whatever. So Diablo is really rare that they would do that. I'm ne- it's very rare that I've seen a service game have a specific subset of servers for um, content creators. Very rare I see that. And it's like you said on the previous show, they did that because they knew the reviews are going to be pretty positive, I think. Because Diablo's base game is very good. I mean, the live service obviously leaves a lot to be desired, but the base game, the story, the way it plays is excellent some of the best cinematics i've ever seen in a game personally um if you've played it you know what i'm talking about but um so i think there is some mitigating factors with with um hell divers you know sony was transparent with with us about how the review program was going to work they did give us a review code uh, as soon as the servers were live they had the system for that so i gave a review code to my reviewer who's now happily reviewing it and seems to be liking the game so far i've also i bought a copy of the game myself um because i like the original and uh, i think the studio is very good and also it seemed like my kind of game you know i'm a huge fan of starship troopers which is clearly what this game is riffing on right um everything from like the sort of sarcastic humor to the the shooting bugs with great physics and great you know feeling gunplay the gunplay feels so good in that game so tight really really fun um so uh yeah that's that's part of it i think but i <laughs> i agree with you though it's not great optics you know if you, you make kick up such a stink about it um for for one game like why is it okay for the other games you know um and this is why this is why I push back on it. And some people attack me for this. I, I was on Twitter saying, 
why is why why do people expect early su- Suicide Squad game codes? Like, aren't service games usually like this because the servers aren't switched on? Um, and people people push back at me on that. And I think part of it as well, Rand, is because you know it, it sort of comes back to the original discussion about Suicide Squad, which is why is this game a service game in the first place? You know, like for for my my one of my team members bought Suicide Squad begrudgingly to do a review about it. And, you know, she's kind of echoed some of your sentiments about it, that, like, as a DC fan, she enjoys the story beats. Right. But the service game is practically non-existent. Like, it's uh, it's almost like a different game, right? hmm So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just kind of like... Well, I think it's, yeah. I think it's more apparent because they were essentially all... It was, like, Suicide Squad released, and then... And then the next game was Helldivers and Foam Stars, right? So it was like this big outrage about no early reviews for Suicide Squad and then nothing for either of those. And I guess maybe it's more understandable for Foam Stars because it's a, you know, PvP game, right? So it's like you got to get chance to people to play it. But Suicide Squad and, and Helldivers were just both, you know, four-player co-op experiences. It's just interesting to see one game sort of get torn down for it but then nothing said about the other ones and maybe it has to do with the fact of the popularity of it right like suicide squad was expected to be at least really popular and how divers wasn't uh but who knows if that flipped either way that is something i uh i kind of was like oh okay well that's 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 cute you have a you have this going on. So I'm going to play more Suicide Squad. I'll at least beat the campaign. Like, I enjoy the DC stuff, like the the story. Like, King Shark is hilarious in this game. Uh, it's just, it's like the all the games as a service stuff. Like, the enemies are just, they just, they like don't matter. They're just like sponges. And they just, there's so many. You just kill them so easily sometimes. It's just, it's like, what is the point? And like, the mission structure is like, go here, kill these people, right? Like, okay, go to the spot, kill all these people. Uh, go back to this like shield and then uh, everybody dies and then, oh, now there's more people to kill or, you know, you got to go and like, oh, you got to destroy this uh, battery, but to destroy this battery or this battery or incubator, as they call it, you got to destroy these two crystals that are attached to it and there's enemies all around and you go do it. It's like the most basic mind numbing mission variety you can possibly imagine, right? Uh you know, which then makes, I guess, maybe the other sort of missions that are more, that, are, that aren't like that, like the Batman, when you're getting stalked by Batman in the, um, the Batman Museum, like, like refreshing, and all like the DC world stuff and the history, just, you just, you're just man, I, I wanted this, but I didn't want it this way. It's kind of like a monkey's paw wish. It's like, I wanted, I wanted something like this, but I didn't want this, and it's just, you know, you're like, oh, you complete this mission, and guess what? Here's your here's your green pistol and your legendary sniper, and it's like, oh man, no, what have you done? You know? Uh, yeah. Oh well. Oh well. What are you I gonna think do? It's it's it's. I think when I think in today's age, when you say something like, "I didn't hate it," that's pretty much not good enough. I know for, it for needs an, to be either like pure hate or like pure love. No, I mean, I just mean like for every game, service game has to be pure love, pretty much from the outset, or no, at I mean, least like I, I, an I'm, early access. I'm talking about like 
people's reactions, like, you know, the ones who just don't like feel strongly about it, they don't really talk about it. And it's usually like the, the extreme outliers of like, I hate this or I love this that, you know, uh, mm. tweet about like, cause I'm not really going to tweet about, I don't tweet really anyways, but I'm not going to tweet about how, you know, you know, just, Hey, suicide Squad's just okay. Like nobody wants yeah. just okay. Right. I guess you would want to yeah. feel like either one of the two emotions, preferably like you love it. Like, you know, when I talked about the Tekken eight story and how incredible I felt it was and like how hype it made me feel, or, you know, Prince of Persia and how amazing that game was for its 20 hours where you're like, really, you want to share your love of these games and you want more and more people to experience those games because you think they'll enjoy it rather than this where you're just like, eh, whatever, who cares, right? <laughs> like, Yeah, service service games can't... The, the, the competition, like I was speaking to a dev today about all this drama and stuff and, and someone said to me like, it's le- it's it's less about the console war than ever. What it's about now is just a competition for eyeballs, because there's so much competition in entertainment. Like you can't you can't think of you can't think in life or in co- or when you're in the entertainment business, you can't think in terms of like oh it's Xbox versus PlayStation. It's PlayStation versus fucking Netflix. It's PlayStation versus books and movies and all that kind of stuff. You know. So like even in a universe where Sony managed to completely kill Xbox dead, they're still battling tooth and nail just to move, you know, new bodies into console gaming in general. And they're losing hard to PC right now, you know? So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's not enough in an era where I could choose to read a book or watch a cool, cool TV show or something like that. It's not enough that Suicide Squad is like, is just meh. So that game's going to be dead. And I'm worried about what that means for Rocksteady. You yeah, know, that is that is man. true. I mean, you even mentioned like PlayStation versus Netflix, and we saw um, we saw Disney. Disney make a huge investment into Epic, one point five one point five billion uh, to build games or to build experiences within Fortnite or whatever they're gonna do. Uh, it's pretty huge. Although I did see, I think the information put it out that Epic's valuation now is like 20% lower than it was in 2022 or something, even with the Disney uh, investment. Yeah, I mean, Fortnite so, sort of dropped a little bit. Dropped and then it came back. but And then Bob, Bob Iger said that they were noticing, like, uh, you know, Gen Alpha. And all, like, he basically said people are playing video games and they're spending a lot of money and time in video games, and that's something somewhere they absolutely have to be. And it's like, well, duh. You never really should have gotten out of video games in the first place, remember? But they did, and, you know, here we are. So, yeah. Um, Bob Iger smart. Bob Iger smart. Yeah, Suicide Squad. Yeah, what could have been, I guess. But, you know, maybe I'll end up liking it uh, the more I play it. I I, I doubt it, but um, you never know. You never know. Um, Let's... uh, Get to these super chats because there's a lot coming in, and we got to talk about Xboxes, uh, as I called it in the title. Because I was thinking, like, how do I title this? And it's just did we get Xboxes Week of Chaos. Yeah, we did. We did. Okay. You know, because this has been this has been a week week from hell for Xbox. Everybody's talking right. about Xbox. There are rumors running completely rampant, uh, and. 
Xbox and their infinite wisdom decided to be like, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> so, yeah. they, so all this stuff is percolating. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's saying whatever they want. There's Everybody's like, oh my God, they removed the... The, the consoles from the web page. What does this mean? Are all the games going? Is game? Are they getting rid of Game Pass Day One games? Like the Toys for Bob shut down. Like any sort of thing that you can imagine about Xbox has been said this week, and Xbox is just sitting there being like, "See you next week. Meh. We'll see you next week." It's see like, okay, but uh, whoo! I mean, you got media outlets talking about Xbox fans. And not in not in a good light. You got media personalities talk about Xbox fans. Like it is all over the place. I tune into some of these podcasts and they're mentioning my friends by name, you know? And I'm just like, whew, how did we get to this? How did we get to this? But we will discuss. Um Chris Actual, uh, thank you for becoming the newest member of the channel. Appreciate you. Uh, we got Carl in the super chat. He says, Rand, even if you don't game on your PC, you should still upgrade to a 1440p ultra monitor. In my opinion, it's a massive quality of life improvement, productivity, etc. Yeah, those are in the plans, but everything costs so much money, you know? It's so yeah, much. Yeah, like a 4090. Well, 4090 with a 1080p monitor? Dude. Oh, God. I want to. What? Ooh. What? No, no, nothing, bro. Nothing. Speak your mind. What? Is, what, what is it, does just, that bother just you guys? Just make just makes me sick, bro. It makes, makes you sick. sick. Make makes does it make you sick? Does it make you sick that it's sitting here running this podcast <laughs> and it's never never seen a game being played on it and it's only used for YouTube and whatever else? Does that make you sick? You, <laughs> shut you have, up, shut up, shut does up, that, man. Does, does that does that burn you, Jazz? Yeah, it does. It I'd does? be like, I'd be downloading, I'd be downloading Cyberpunk and whacking on Path Tracing and being like, oh my god, look at this shit. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I want to try. I want to try that on my four forty eight. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I know forty eight mobiles substantially less powerful than four ninety desktop. But I don't know. It's, my laptop's no slouch, bro. Right. It did sound like it was going to take off into orbit though when I was running Helldivers. Mm. <laughs> uh, we have Phase yeah. twenty three BKNY with a very generous super chat. Thank you. He says, Jez. He says, Jez says he's not worried anymore. Guess the Firestorm because Xbox to not do the third-party strategy and reverse the decision, or they are doing the third-party strategy and he accepted it. What did he mean? People want to know. I mean, I, I think they are doing it, and I accept it. My, my worry was always that it would mean that they're, they're, they're sort of planning to wind down hardware. So my, my issue was that they're, they're doing this because they plan to wind down hardware and they're sort of planning for um, their market share to collapse, right? Um, I've pretty much confirmed that, no, that's not the goal here. They, you know, and, and sure, we can criticize the strategy, right? We can criticize the strategy. Microsoft is often often gets strategy wrong. And, you know, I, I'm, still, I'm still in a sort of like, I've got to wait and see how it goes. Because, like, I don't, I still don't fully trust these guys to be, um, making the correct decisions. So I, I, so yeah, I don't think they're walking it back. I don't. I think they still do it. You know, I could be wrong on that. I don't. I honestly don't know what they're saying next week. I'm not going to claim I know. Um, um, I, I, uh, it's not. It's not right. How I, um, it's not how I envision 
uh, next week going. And I don't, I don't know a damn thing about what they're going to say next week. I really don't. Right. I'm not going to claim that. I'm not going to be like someone out here saying like, oh, well, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But what I do know is that hardware is not going away. They've greenlit new hardware projects. And, you know, I wrote that handheld speculative article for a reason, um, you know, and uh, I'm kind of excited about the hardware plans, right? That's the only bit that I do know. I don't think they'll talk about the hardware plans next week. I mean, they might do. Um, but, yeah, so me not being worried is me saying, like, does it, does, they're still in the game. And, you know, I kind of think, like, you know, I think it could, we could end up in a situation where even Sony copies them and is like, okay, we've got to put our service games onto Xbox. Because you got to remember, Destiny's still, Destiny's dropped off really hard, right? Mm-hmm. And and you know maybe the next Destiny expansion is really good and you gotta remember Sony like Destiny is still one of the most played games on Xbox or it has been for the last several years and Sony's got to be looking at the metrics of a game like Destiny and maybe even Helldivers which is now like Helldivers is like the most played concurrent played PlayStation game on PC ever and part of that is because they lined up the marketing spend with the PC platform. It's like, it says it's coming to PlayStation, but it's also coming to Steam. And people are like, oh, that game looks cool. And then they check it out and it's like, oh, it's not on Steam. I'll skip it then. And then when it, when it finally does launch in a year, there's no marketing. So nobody cares, right? So, um, or at least reduce marketing. So, um, so maybe Sony will look at Helldivers and, and Destiny and just be like one day, well, maybe we need to put Helldivers on Xbox as well. Maybe we need to put like other service games on Xbox as well. And you've got Square Enix out here saying we're revamping our development pipeline so we can develop on multiple platforms at once. I mean, that's what they're implying, right? So, yeah, I'm not worried because I think the industry as a whole is changing. And I believe Sony may follow suit as well. And Xbox still has hardware. I think Xbox will still be in the game for at least a couple more generations. Um, and then who knows what the industry looks like in, you know, 15 years. So, yeah, I'm not worried anymore on that basis. I don't know what they're saying. I think they'll still do multi-platform stuff. I don't think they've walked any of that back. I think they have to do it for cash flow reasons. Some of it just makes sense. And we'll talk about the reasons why later. But, yeah. So, yeah, I am not, I'm not claiming that I know anything about next week. And honestly, I wouldn't believe anyone who says they do. Yeah. Um. That is true. Uh, yeah, I mean, if anybody... I don't know what's happening. I can speculate about what's happening next week, but I couldn't tell you what it looks like. Is it going to be like a stream that everybody watches? Kind of like an E3 sort of thing? Not like E3 in the sense like we're all watching it together because we want to see the games, but like an event, right, where it's like, okay, we're going to announce it on a Monday and then it's going to be set for a Wednesday and everybody can tune in to watch it. Or is it just going to be an uploaded video on Monday that's 40 minutes long or however long explaining whatever they need to explain and then maybe like an Xbox Wire article and maybe even then some interviews. Like I don't even really know how it's going to be presented to people, um, when it's going to be presented to people. I mean, I guess Monday is a good a good choice to guess, right? Because, uh, you know, Phil came out and did say it. Um but yeah, um, let's uh, let's let's move on. We got PMS Jordan saying the PC two podcast. I never, never, never PMS Jordan. I just the day I move to PC and play on PC only is the day I don't even bother gaming anymore. You know what I mean? Why are you so against the PC? I don't get it. Like when you run a PC game, it's like oh, you it's forget over, that it's a PC game. You it's can over. plug in a controller and everything. I'd rather play. I'd rather play a Nintendo Switch. 
You but know why? I mean? You know why? what I mean? Why? Explain to me why. Give me one logical I'm joking. reason why. I'm joking. Okay, thank God, because it's you just, just never know with you. I'm playing up to the persona, you, you know, know, my Nintendo hatred and my PC uh, distaste. You mean, you mean I'm like, just playing up to that. You mean, <laughs> you mean like Greg Miller out here? Yeah, exactly. Guys, Greg right Miller with his, with his PC <laughs> hate persona that he, that he uses. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, okay, the Andrew- well, I'll accept that then. So yeah. you're going to start using your 49 then, yeah? No, but still. Uh, the Andrew 13 says, Jez is getting worked to cover up the Vince stuff. AEW is by far the better option if you actually, if you enjoy actual wrestling and not melodrama. Um, Scott Woodard says, Xbox is fine. I called out Dreamcast guy antics. Uh, Jacasu says, Hey, Randon Jez, I'm a long time lurker. You guys got me through six years of engineering university. Keep doing what you're doing, regardless of the future of Xbox. Oh, we're going to do that. Uh, Big Afro Man, a clip of Defining Duke with the Sacred Symbols crew is going around and wanted your opinion. Do you agree with Colin that it's the Xbox's X own fault that this whole exclusives meltdown is happening because they played into the fanboyism? Ooh, that is a very, uh, very touchy subject right there. Very touchy. So, Jez, have you seen this clip? I mean, I don't know if you have or not, but basically Colin kind of blames Xbox leadership to a certain, like, basically for, what it comes down to is essentially... Like, Xbox leadership befriended certain personalities within the Xbox community who would then evangelize the product to other people, and they supported them and said all these things and made all these promises, and now that essentially, at least in Colin's opinion, that Xbox games might be going elsewhere, um... Now those uh, those people are now turning against Xbox, so essentially biting you know the hand that feeds you. Um, I do feel like I, like I've always said before. I think Xboxes, in the wake of what happened with the Xbox One and being the challenger brand again, I think Xbox needed to do something differently than PlayStation and Nintendo, who are very much like sort of keep the press at arm's length, keep the fans. All the way across the room, like they don't interact with the fans. It's a business, right? You got the executives and stuff here, and they don't really interact with anybody. And that's how they they run the show. But Xbox is a challenger brand, and you're not going to uh, you're not going to overtake the number one and the number two by doing the same things that they're doing. So you know they became more vocal. We saw Phil and company be a lot more uh, open to interviews, uh, playing with people online, that sort of stuff, uh, befriending people within the community, those sorts of things. I'm not saying it's an and it was initiative or anything like that, where it was like this is what this is what we're going to do. I'm just saying it's not a surprise they did it because you know from where they were, it seemed like we're gonna get. We're going to get the fans on our side. We're going to be seen like a brand that really embraces the community rather than one that distances itself, 
right? Where like Sony and Nintendo are maybe seen as like cold because they don't really interact. Where Xbox is going to be seen as like, no, you're part of the community. We care about you. We interact. You know, and Greenberg's talking to everybody, replies to everybody, that sort of thing. Um, and maybe some people felt it would, you know, always be the same. And that when, you know, now that you have maybe a shifting of business priorities or just a change in how things are happening and certain, you know, the, the, the fans don't want it to happen that way. Yeah. They're going to bite the hand that feeds you, you know, but I don't think it's, it's some like master plan that Xbox had where it was like, you know, step one, befriend people, step two, dot, 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 step three, profit, right? Or anything nefarious like that. I think it was just like something that they wanted to do, you know? And I think I've always mentioned on the show, like, corporations aren't your friend. None of them. Not a single one. Microsoft, Apple, Google, corporations are nobody's friends. But Rand, what what if, why, we incorporated Xbox 2 as Xbox 2 Corp? Xbox 2 Corp. We'd be their friend, right? Mm. Yeah. If we we were, we'd be people's friends, right? We'll be people's friends, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can, maybe we can change the entire world's corporate culture. Maybe we could start a corporate podcast. You know, like do like epic grind set and tell people about crypto and shit. No, okay, that's too far. Right. Yeah, I, I, but no, uh, I mean, like the idea of a corporation isn't your friend. They'll never be your friend. No, now, they're not. Individual people within the company will care and do care and might be your friend for sure. Some of them care too much. Some of them care too much. But overall, the company's going to do what's best for business. What's what's the and sometimes what's best for business is at odds with how the fans think the business should run. And you end up in this situation like this, but I don't we don't still don't even know what's going to happen next week. So, we still have to kind of wait and see with that. But yeah, just remember always corporations don't care about you. You're just dollar signs to them all. Right? And I've always told said the Jez I don't care about Microsoft one iota. I, I care about Xbox. I never care about Microsoft. Just talks about Surface and all these other things Microsoft was doing, the Windows phone. Never cared about any of that shit. It was always <laughs> just simply Xbox. If Xbox went away, I wouldn't care about Microsoft at all. I would never look at them because they don't do anything I care about. I care about one specific thing that they produce, and that's it. I am not a Microsoft fan like some people are. You know, I am a Xbox fan and maybe I'll always be, even if like they, you know, even if they bring all their games, the third party, I won't, I, I probably, I, I don't like it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that because I feel like that is a potentially dangerous, not dangerous situation, but p- potentially a situation that, um, could be bad. And we've seen Microsoft make many a stumbles with their business strategy. And it always doesn't work out. So I don't know why you could be so safe to assure that this one would actually be the one. No, for real, guys. This is the one time it's actually going to work. Well, I, right? I can't, I'm going to push back on this right now. Because Xbox has got higher revenue than ever. Oh, yeah, money. Here we go. Here we go with the money. Here comes no, the, the money. Isn't that the Shane point McMahon of being in business? In. Uh, what? Isn't that the point of being in business? Sure, not, of course. Not to make you fi- it's they're not, not they're not here to make you feel good. Yes. I'm not here to make you feel good and fuzzy and help you win a console war on Twitter. They're here to make fucking money, you know, and um, interest rates being what they are and all that kind of all that kind of boring stuff that people are like, 
Oh, I don't care about that. What about my feelings? What about my fifis? You know, Cody's crybabies out here. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, that's what they're here for. And, you know, they lay people off. And, you know, you've got people who've worked there for de literal decades. You know, like like Larry, for example, like Major Nelson. You know, and they lay people off and, and other people. And they were fans of Microsoft, too. And they got screwed over by the corporate culture there because corporations are not your friends. They're, they're, they're sort of, when you dig be, below all the layers, it's, it always falls down to money. Like my company too, or any company, any corporation that you work for, especially particularly so publicly traded ones, because you've got shareholders taking a, taking a cut in some cases as well. So, you know, it's, it's again, it boils down to the capitalism and the, it boils down to capitalism and the, the the whole argument about capitalism bad, you know, or unregulated capitalism or whatever, you know. Um, uh, yeah, but that's why as customers, we need to push back. We need to push back, use our voices because our money funds these corporations, which is why, like, you know, some sometimes people have people have been, been on at me and you at the start of the show was like, Oh, Jez started all this. Well, what? it's like, bro, imagine, say, for example, that I did start all this, which I didn't. Mm -hmm. um, say, for example, that I did start all this. Maybe if I hadn't started all this, maybe maybe you would be seeing a more a more aggressive, um, a more, I, and, and just for the record, I doubt this is true. I don't think they've changed course at all based on any of the backlash, personally. But um, just say, for example, that we did backlash and they did change course because of the backlash. And that would have been as a result of consumers voicing their displeasure with something they're doing and then them backtracking. They've done it before. They did it with the Xbox Live price increase and we, we pushed back as consumers. All of us did. And they changed course, you know. Um, and that's what, that's what you're meant to do as customers. We're meant to be on each other's sides. The Xbox community is meant to be on each other's sides, which is why I really take issue with game journalists when they, when they attack Xbox influencers for abandoning abandoning Xbox. People are just like voicing their displeasure with a with a platform they've invested in to try and create change to make their investments better. You know why is that su such a bad thing? You know, and why is it like people are like oh god he makes he makes graphics for for Xbox you know for free and it's like bro you you give tickets to go and watch a football match when you could like you know steal it free you know why are you giving money to saudi billionaires to watch uk football teams and stuff like that you know it's <laughs> the hypocrisy drives me crazy man the hypocrisy drives me crazy you can be a fan of anything for any reason as long as you're not a toxic asshole about it you know and and football has like and well soccer as you guys call it they have like their, their passionate fans who are super passionate about it and it's their entire personality but they're not toxic about it they just love the game. They love the sportsmanship. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being a fan. And there's also nothing wrong with pushing back. And I think like on Xbox 2 Ultimate this week, someone made a great point and a great analogy with this. They were talking about when the UK uh, Premier League tried to split into two different leagues and they, they wanted to make a European Super League, which would make it franchised like America. And everyone in the UK went fucking batshit. Everyone in the UK went psycho about this, which was, again, a decision made ultimately by some rich-ass people who wanted to be richer-ass people 
And they were like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to steal a bunch of the teams from the Premier League. The Premier League will be gutted. And like a bunch of the most famous teams, the famous, most storied teams in the entire world, they'll break off with this into this new sort of, this new venture backed by billionaires who just want to, you know, Russian oligarchs too, in some cases, who just wanted to sort of make a, make a book, you know. And it, people went batshit. The government got involved. There was protests, bro. Everything went crazy. And Fans pushed back. The fans that fund the league pushed back. And it collapsed the whole plan. It collapsed the whole fucking plan. The European Super League collapsed like a motherfucker because everyone pushed back. And that's there's no difference here, you know? I don't know why why some people, some content creators and some journalists, they wanna they wanna act like the fans shouldn't have a voice in this, you know. The fans should absolutely have a fucking voice in this. And that's what this is all fucking about. And it pisses me off, bro. Pissing me off. So that's my rant. Thank you very much. Yeah, the um, I also wasn't a fan of seeing like outlets take shots at the Xbox community by singling out people. Right, it it just was designed to dunk on them. Um, because you know, yeah, it was awful. Look, it was fucking tragic. It was disgusting. I'm... Actually, you don't know why some people are fans of Xbox. They they might have like really personal f- reasons for it. I always remember seeing these threads on Reddit. Like, I remember this really famous Reddit thread where the guy was like, "My dad passed away," and then like his Forza ghost came up in Forza. You know, like the the image of his of it because they used to play together, and it was like it really made me feel you know comforted and stuff like that. And it's like you're really gonna be out here like attacking this guy for like being an xbox fan because they gave him that kind of experience it's re- really is like you know really fucking check yourself people you know and yeah there are toxic fans of there course. are definitely toxic but that's the fans thing it's like it's like they lump, every, they lump yes everyone it's, into it's the a same broad stroke to lump the entire fan 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 base is this so it's you know and obviously if, if you're someone sending death threats to like josh stein or anybody like, you're a pathetic piece of shit like you're a pathetic piece of shit right but like i just look i'm very much of the opinion that you should voice you know uh you should voice your concerns right especially if you're somebody who's invested a lot of money in the platform you want to see the platform do better you know, and if you have concerns about like the viability of the platform going forward and stuff like that, I'm very much of the opinion like, yeah, speak your mind, right? Like, who, like nobody's like, don't don't be cowed by people saying that like you shouldn't do this or, you know, you should just accept what's happening just just because, right? Because there's been also a lot of that going on. There's been a, a lot of people that have no investment in the Xbox ecosystem ecosystem or anything at all telling Xbox fans. Uh, why are you complaining? Like, you know, like, dude, you have no skin in the game on this at all. Right? Like, of course you, you, you probably be really like, they'll be like, don't you want more people to play games? Don't you want more people to play Xbox games? It's like, well, yeah, I mean, sure, certainly. But are you also out here campaigning for PlayStation and Nintendo games to be on every platform too? No, no, you're not. So you're just, just here for Xbox. It's weird. And I hate this. I, I really hated to see like Kotaku and all these other websites just make fun of. It's low hanging fruit. It's just a way to then. And then of course, what's going to happen is readers will see that stuff, and then they'll go send hate at those people mentioned those articles, right? Whether you know, and that could lead to some that, serious personal and, and that, 
like depression, will... like stuff like you know what I mean. Like it's, yeah. it's... and it'll put them off being Xbox fans as well because it's like, oh, I'm I'm being it's uncool and you get bullied and attacked if you're an Xbox fan, right? Right. So it's high school. It's high school. Fucking. But then there's never man. there's another the the other like the other scenario of like where the PlayStation fans like roundly cheering this to like a you know ex- obscene level is just pointing out the xbox fans who may have a problem with this to varying degrees but not the opposite side of the playstation fans going crazy about it right like now you point out the like the the you know the differences between the two is just really the, i didn't I, I didn't like it at all i didn't like i don't like individual people getting targeted by these websites, uh, leading to more and more people to talk about them on, on podcasts and stuff. It, it is it is a it's for lack of a better term, like I just thought it was disgusting personally. None of them, none of them had the balls to come after me. Did you notice that? Well, <laughs> that is true. I, I I said plenty of the same shit that all they did, and none of them had the balls to come after me. It's like you know they went after they went after small Twitter accounts. They went after individual YouTubers. None of them had the balls to come after me. You know. You know, obviously YouTubers have, for sure, but none of the game journalists had the balls to come after me. Mm. You know? And they could have done. They could have taken because of my tweets. You know, I did make some impassioned tweets, which yeah, you taken did. out of co- taken out of context. Well, why don't you explain <laughs> your, why don't you explain yourself? Because I because a lot of people have come to me and be like, Jez, tell your boy, you know, or they'll be like, Rand, tell your boy Jez to stop tweeting. And like, and I know why you did it, but I'm like, I'm not gonna say why, right? And it's like all these people, they see your tweets and they just they form an opinion about you. Like, do you want to explain? They can form an opinion. I don't need. They're self-explanatory to be what I think, and I've said this a million times. I think it's a bad idea. I think putting Starfield or Halo or Forza or any of these tempo games onto other platforms, I think it's a bad fucking idea. And I think it's a slippery slope. I will, you know, I will never, I'll never be someone out here saying like, I think it's a good idea. And I'll be happily proven wrong by Microsoft. I didn't think the PC stuff was a bad idea because I didn't think, you know, I didn't think there was much crossover there. And maybe I was wrong about that too. Maybe putting the games on PC was a bad idea. Maybe they shouldn't have done that either. But like I say, I'm willing to be proven wrong, and I'm willing to wait and let, give Microsoft the benefit of the doubt here, you know, and <laughs> which is which is a stretch. I don't know many people are willing to give them benefit of the doubt, but I will give them benefit of the doubt because I'm not that invested in it at the end of the day. But I will say that, like me, I tweeted something like, "I wouldn't be surprised if we see Halo on there in the future." Mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. I genuinely wouldn't be surprised, right? And I'm talking, but I'm talking like long distance future, although. In that instance, I was kind of like, well, if they are if they are putting stuff, and again, this is not fucking confirmed. It's not confirmed that they're putting Starfield on other platforms. So I know Xbox, I know there were reports, right? I know there are reports, but it's not confirmed yet. Wait, wait, well, wait and see. Why don't we, right, why don't, wait and see. Why don't we start there? But hang on, hang on. Okay, okay, hang, okay. Go well, on, hang go on, on, hang okay, on. Let, okay. let me finish. All right. One of the reasons why I was tweeting out, I wouldn't be surprised if Halo got on there is because literally someone was going to, someone was going to start asking those questions. And we've discussed on this show before. It becomes a slippery slope, right? If you do put Star, if you do put Starfield, Halo, Halo is the iconic 
Xbox franchise. It's one of the reasons why people still give a shit about Xbox, right? And you know, it looks like Halo's sort of sort of turning it around a little bit. You know, Halo Infinite player base was doing okay, and the the TV show is supposedly pretty good. It's like a, a good a swing in the right direction, and yeah, it still has problems. It's not exactly how fans want it to be, but it sounds like it's a better better show overall, which is a good thing, right? So it sounds like Halo could be on the on the on the the keel of going back up now like if you start putting starfield if you say if, if say for example next week they come out and say yes we admit the report was accurate starfield is planned to be moved to playstation 5 in the future right if they come out and say that next week then you know that game journalists are going to be doing their interviews and they're going to be saying like well why not halo why not forza right 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 and microsoft won't have a credible answer for that they won't have a credible answer for that you know they'll have to say like um, that they'll do corpo speak, and what they'll do is they'll say something like, "Halo today is exclusive to Xbox," without the clarity of like, because they won't want to say they won't want to say it'll never be on PlayStation because they don't know what's going to happen. They don't, and and this is how Microsoft operates. They don't want to commit to this idea that everything will be as it is forever because technology moves really fast, and it's just this Microsoft corporate mentality is that you can't really fully commit to promising certain things right and people will say like oh well full promises or films it didn't actually promise anything with regards to permanent exclusivity with regards to anything he might have said things like it's unfair that xbox fans have to live in this world where they don't know for sure when he was talking about when he was talking about ori going to to switch for example Mm -hmm. yeah it is unfair but they might still do it anyway just because he said it's unfair doesn't mean they, they wouldn't do it you know so um that's what they do this corpo speak thing. So me sort of saying like, I wouldn't be surprised if Halo ended up on other platforms eventually. That's me saying to Microsoft, you've got to fucking bring some clarity to this because these are the questions that people will ask, you know, as well as, you know, just being like shocked that they would even consider doing it, you know? Right. So there was, there was elements of, you know, outrage from a consumer's perspective of like, this will mean my thousands of games are a threat. My thousands of digital games that I trolled MVG over. You sure did. I tro- I trolled MVG and said, "Bro, I'm I'm Xbox's servers will outlive me. I'm not worried about digital games." And it's like, well, now I am. <laughs> MVG was right. Um. So, well, did yeah, you just see MVG... what just happened with Crunchyroll and Fun- Funimation? Yeah, so Funimation... Like, An actual literal monop- yeah. monopoly that the FTC and all the regulators allowed to happen. And they... they which one got shut down? Funimation? Funim- Funimation, yeah. And then they well, so raised Funim- the price Funimation that, from yeah. $59.99 to $100? Yeah. Uh, you know, but hey, you know... <laughs> An actual monopoly that you know with Sony actual owning monopoly, the anime raising stuff, prices, ra- but you know, was passed through by all the regulators or whatever. You yeah. know, yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, it was. It's pushback. Me saying me saying that stuff is pushback, and like forcing Microsoft to have to address these things in when they actually do come out and speak about it, because these are these are the narratives that people will run with, you know. So. Yeah, it's, it's just a bit of both. I honestly don't mind how people take those tweets. They can take them however they want, right? Mm-hmm. Call me a fanboy, whatever. I will tell you now, here on the podcast, I'm not here to protect Xbox. I'm I'm here to protect Xbox customers. That's how I view my job. And that's how Windows Central, that's how Windows Central as a company, as an entity, that's how we view our role in all this. 
Like we got a team that pushes back Microsoft when it comes to Surface and Windows stuff. We got a team that you know helps people get the most out of their laptops and Windows and you know how-to guides on really niche Windows topics that no other website writes about because we've got crazy writers who just love this stuff. We're here for customers. We're not here for Microsoft. We are here for customers because a lot of the games journalists they don't use Xbox. Mm-hmm. And it's evident in their own podcasts, their own content, their own videos. They don't use Xbox. They're not aware of all the half the stuff that we talk about on the show, you know. And I think, like, for a customer, I think we bring a lot of value and expertise. And that's what this podcast is about, too. We're not here for Xbox. We're here to del- hopefully influence a better Xbox for those of us who are fans and who have invested in the ecosystem as respectfully as possible. You know, obviously, you don't want to get toxic with it like some people have been and anyone sending death threats or whatever to to staff and whatever that they're fucking pure scum you know absolute bottom bottom feeding scumbags right but that's what this is about at the end of the day it's about getting a better deal for all the xbox people out there and hopefully we can deliver that so you mentioned you mentioned like starfield right i guess we'll just start from where where the week of chaos began from right um, there have been rumors since January from Nate to hate that Hi-Fi Rush, or at least at the time he didn't mention the Nate, he didn't mention the game that a game, a highly critically acclaimed game, was going to head over to rival platforms. Eventually, came out that it was Hi-Fi Rush, and this is where everything started. Even though the rumors about Xbox games going to PlayStation have been, they've been around for a bit. They've been around since late last year. Right, uh, late November and early December. We yeah, started especially with regards to like Sea of Thieves and others, and it's just it's been a topic. Uh, you know that comes. You know, people will be like, "Hey, you hearing this stuff like this?" So you, you go s- chase it down, and it's like, "No, it's BS," or be like, "No, this might have some merit or whatever." Right. Um, and you know that prompted Jeff Grubb and Stephen Totillo to talk about Sea of Thieves and. Essentially, it kind of people started to talk about this, but then, but then there's that mean of like Xbox is dead, Xbox is up, right? Like, oh my God, Hi Fi Rush is coming to PlayStation, uh, Xbox is dead. But then they have the developer direct, and everybody's happy again, right? Like Indiana Jones, we get to see it; it's exclusive, all that sort of stuff. Xbox is back, baby. And then the following week, something bad happens, like Xbox is dead. But <laughs> this past Sunday, what happened was Xbox Era put out an article. And it basically was said that uh, Starfield was planning coming to the PlayStation 5. And it went on to talk about how like Bethesda invested in more uh, more like dev units and things like that. And this is the whole thing. And then all hell broke loose, essentially. Um, broke loose? All hell broke loose. Because <laughs> uh, the Iron Lords... You know, our buddies, uh, Lord Cognito, Lord Sovereign, uh, Lord Attic, and King David were live at the time. And uh, Sicka Mechanico from Xbox Era jumped on their podcast to talk about the article he just published. Um, and, you know, Tim Dog was on the show, and, it, you know, it was just like they are all talking about it. And it just kind of led to this, like, oh, well, Starfield's coming to PS5. And then Tom Warren, like 30 minutes later, wrote an article about, like, Indiana Jones potentially being planned to go to PlayStation 5. And I think then Monday the next day, Jeff Grubb talked about, like, Gears. Maybe, like, the Gears collection coming to PS5 or what what have you, right? So 
people are like, oh my God, like the end is nigh. This Xbox games are going everywhere. All this sort of stuff. And people are just, rumors are going crazy. And I put out a tweet um, that said, hey, uh, this is the first of many. And, you know, some will shock you. I emojis, which I ended up deleting. Not because it wasn't true, or at least from what I was told it was true, which, you know, I deleted it because I was getting hate. I that, that thread was just, I was having people attacking me and that in my DMs, and I was just like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to like log on to Twitter and have people attack me. So I'm like, you know what? I'm deleting this thing. I don't care. Like, whatever. People are, people are really tired of the the teasing behavior from people like, oh, I know something about sure, this. Sure, sure. I, I get That's that. I'm going to fucking tell you, I'll tell you guys right now. I don't know jack shit about what they're going to say next week. Sure. So like, I don't know a damn thing. There is that. And, speculations and, yeah. and expectations, but I don't know a but damn dude, thing. But pe- people were people were accusing me of like, you're doing this for money and engagement. I'm like, engagement on Twitter? I never fucking tweet. I'm, I'm not a blue check on Twitter. I'm not getting paid from Elon. <laughs> right? I was just... I, I, I always, no, I always crack up, right? I just want to, just a quick aside. I always crack up when people say, oh, you're just tweeting this so you can get money from Twitter. Do you know how much money you get? 15 million monthly engagements. How much? With 130, about $50. 50 bucks. Damn. 50 bucks a month. So, so I'm, I'm tweet, I'm, I'm putting these tweets out for the sick $50 a month. You know, yeah, I mean, I don't mind having $50 a month. I sure as hell don't mind it, but it, bro, it's, it's not putting, it's not putting dinner on my table. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I I knew, I knew, I knew it was. I donate, I donate $50 to someone's, um, some someone's youtube stream the other day a membership so i knew i knew it was getting bad because i was playing suicide squad and i got a message on my xbox from someone to tell me that 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 told me i was a piece of shit and i'm like okay well this is this is going a little bit too far why though why i don't know why i don't know so i I deleted the tweet why do why do people shoot the messenger man well the thing is Right, so you know, people. Some people say, "Oh, your rant's going back and all his tweets." I've de- I've literally deleted like two tweets in my life. Whatever. This was Probably one of them because somewhere. I was getting I was getting like random hate messages in my DMs and on Xbox, and I'm like, enough of this bullshit. I'm I'm not dealing with this stuff. Right. I don't I don't want all this stuff to go to impact me in my personal life. Um, you know, but I guess. Well, I will mention it now, you know, um, Nate the Hate, who the original purveyor of the Hi-Fi Rush uh, situation, who also, um, who also essentially corroborated the Xbox era's story about Starfield... Uh, recently posted on Reset Era and said that um, I'm now of the belief that Starfield is not happening and the info spread around was pure fiction. I'll own Nate the myth. Nate said that? Yeah, Nate's like, so on Reset Era, somebody said, uh, you know, for what it's worth, for what it's worth, <laughs> oh, turns out to not be true. For what it's worth, Nate, the leaker that initially corroborated Xbox Era report, walked back to Starfield multiplat rumor earlier in this thread and said he w- was likely fed bad info. He then clarified Xbox will still have major exclusives, which implies only small stuff will be going multiplat, to which Nate replied, I'm now of the belief that Starfield is not happening and the info spread around was pure fiction. I'll own the miss. Ooh. Ooh, so, ooh, ooh, so, really, that, I mean, I remember when we were talking about Starfield and, and 
and um, Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush maybe going multi-platform. And people were pushing back on me, saying, like, Jez, don't freak out. Sea of Thieves makes sense. Hi-Fi Rush makes sense. And people were pushing back on me. And I was like, yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, I, I can see Hi-Fi Rush. You know, it makes a lot of sense. If you if it's, a, you know, a game that could blow up in Japan where Xbox has zero install base, maybe Hi-Fi Rush is, like, the ideal game for the Nintendo Switch in Japan, and you can grow the the prestige of that franchise because Hi-Fi Rush is a criminally overlooked game. And if you put it on in Japan on the Nintendo Switch, backed by Nintendo's marketing, maybe it's in the Nintendo Direct that's rumored. I don't know. And you do that, and you blow Hi-Fi Rush up into this sort of make it a thing. You make it a thing, man. And then like the next Hi-Fi Rush, Hi-Fi Rush Two, maybe that can be timed exclusive, and maybe that can be like something that people feel compelled to buy an Xbox for in markets where Xbox currently doesn't exist. So like. Purely from a, a strategic point of view, you can see like why Hi-Fi Rush would make a lot of sense. Same with Sea of Thieves. You can you, know, you can make the argument that it's done all it can on Xbox and PC. It's a service game. And now there are competitors coming out of the woodworks like Skull and Bones. And Microsoft's probably like, well, you know, we could we could let people we might lose our Sea of Thieves audience to Skull and Bones, which could really hurt Res cash flow. So maybe we put Sea of Thieves on PlayStation just to meet Skull and Bones where it is, you know. And Per report, Skull and Bones is actually pretty good. You know, is I've heard, it? I've heard posi- I mean, I've heard, I've heard some positive rumblings on 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 the internet about it. I mean, Yves, Yves Guillermo, I, pr- I probably butchered his name there. I'm, I'm sorry to the entire nation of France, but um, he he <laughs> he fucked the game's messaging, right? Swearing a lot on the show, he fucked the game's messaging by saying, uh, "What did he say?" He said, oh, it's $70 because it's a quadruple-A game. So everyone is clowning on him now and clowning on on, on uh, Skull & Bones as well. The game was in development for 10 years. And <laughs> if you're the dev team and you probably and you see that, you're probably like, shut the fuck up. Please shut up, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but at least even even without school and boats, I think see, I can understand Sea of Thieves or or any service game maybe potentially why they want to do that. And um, but like where where people really started to freak out though, it was that Starfield report, man, because it was like well, Starfield was supposed to be our game. You know, it was supposed to be the first time Xbox had a zeit. We called it the zeitgeist game on this podcast, where you know you get the fans, you get you get an audience of fans who are just like they just love whatever Bethesda puts out. They love creation engine games. They love the physics. They love the modability. The, the mod the modability. And yeah, I mean, Starfield uh, has a lot of issues that need to be resolved, and I don't think anyone's denying that. And I think it, they will get resolved. And I think I, I've, I've said this before on the show. I think history will be kind to Starfield when it does get its updates in and expansions and stuff like that. Because like, there's a great canvas there for storytelling and all of the sorts of features. I think Creation Engine's holding it back, but at the same time, kind of what people want out of Bethesda stuff. But anyway, that's that's another discussion entirely. That is where would you agree with me, Rand? That really the freakout started with Starfield. Yes, that's where it so, started. Yeah, so because it was like, because like I said, it, that's when I started putting out there, like, why not Halo? Why not? Why not this? Why not that? You know, because when you start thinking about Starfield, which was you know heavily billed as exclusive, this is a reason to buy an Xbox. Here's the the limited edition stuff. Here's the console skin. Here's the special edition Starfield controller and all that kind of stuff. 
and then it's kind of like well you you don't you don't really think we're valuable enough to to keep this exclusive or whatever whatever you know whatever the reason is people people think about it but like you know we and that, but then we, we we'll get we'll get redfall as exclusive you know uh, is redfall a good compelling reason to buy an xbox mm. i don't think it is bro so um so yeah i mean it's kind of where it started because it's kind of like the domino is falling right if it's star if star if starfield falls which you know it's not a service game it has no microtransactions uh it has no upsell really you know it's that's where the first domino would fall with all that kind of stuff because xbox was criticized for not having enough single player games not having enough you know the headline grabbing exclusives and yeah the media crucified starfield you know fairly or not that's another debate but you know and then it's kind of like well you cast out of starfield then you cast out over everything you cast out over hellblade sorry you cast out over Hellblade. You cast out over um, Avowed. You cast out over everything if if you cast out over Starfield, you know. So I kind of see why people, that's where the freak out began, you know. And if that turns out to be wrong information per Nate the Hate, then I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a strange universe where like everyone who's freaking out thinks quitting Twitter, but you know, saying their goodbyes in dramatic tweets and threads, and you know, people thinking about quitting YouTube and and all this kind of stuff, selling their Xboxes and receipts and all this kind of stuff because of that rumor. If that turns out to be incorrect next week, I'll be I'll be kind of shocked, right? Because that's that's a doozy to get wrong. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've tweeted out. I think a lot of people might end up feeling silly next week, but at the same time, maybe not. Maybe well, I mean, pim- something is clearly changing at Xbox because on Monday, Phil Spencer, after the Starfield stuff, and everybody was talking about this, right? Websites were reporting this, and I even think it got uh, some like national media attention, especially for the Indiana Jones stuff. Uh, Phil Did tweeted... Anyone- other than Nate, corroborate Starfield? Because I didn't. For like, for the record, right now, I've never commented on whether I, I was like, well, it could happen, but I've never, I've, I've tried to find out if Starfield is coming to PlayStation. I've never had any indication that it is, but I've never had any indication that it isn't. So I'm just, I'm kind of with everyone else. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't, I don't know. Tom um, Warren corroborated or anything like that. I don't that? think Tom, Tom did. I mean, said, Tom, I Tom mean, Warren talked about um, Indiana Jones. Yeah, too, but Tom right? Warren talked about Indiana Jones as like they were planning it or talking about it or discussing it. Um, not that it was like, <laughs> oh, maybe it could happen, but obviously plans change because there, like, there's reports that you know there was like. Halo almost went to the 3DS and, you know, like sometimes they screw around with things, but it doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. But because of all this, Phil Spencer tweeted out on Monday, we're listening and we hear you, you know, the typical PR thing, like we hear you, we're, you know, like, so he tweeted out, we're listening and we hear you. We've been planning a business update event for next week where we will look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of Xbox. Now, I mean, I'll be honest here. You don't do a business update event if you're keeping things the same, right? So, well, hi-fi, I mean, that... 
Yeah, not but dude, you're not doing like, you're not doing a business update event if just Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves are going over to PlayStation. You know what I mean? Like you're only, mm. in my opinion, my complete speculation. You're only doing a business update event because there are probably some significant things that are changing. Now, what those? Yeah, I, I, I think I think that I think there will definitely be bad news, quote unquote, next week. Well, yeah, because Wagerman in Super Chat says, "Hey guys, ready for next week? When you guys talk about when you guys talk about you know what and what might happen, I'd like to know what you'd like to hear and want." Thanks. So you know, you talk about the business update. So the question is, like, how much are they going to shut down? How much of it will be pure corpo speak? Where they could just say, "Oh, you know, you know," do they do they do they talk about exclusivity of titles? Do they do they talk about Activision Blizzard and their plans with them as as a company for the future, or what they're doing with Bethesda? You know, because not only it's not only the rumors were surrounding Starfield and Indiana Jones uh, and some other things. Like people had put out like other lists, like the next Doom game. Uh, uh, like Gears Collection, Hellblade Two, and stuff because there was like more. So it was like people were like, "Oh my god!" But there was also stuff like they're changing Game Pass, right? They may be removing Day One games from Game Pass, or Call of Duty may not be in Game Pass ever uh, at launch. That is, and all these other things, right? It was just all this like amalgamation of like every rumor that may or may not be true, all happening at once. And so now you have a business update event that's planned, and well, I think I think like for example, in Microsoft's mind, them even though like Call of Duty not coming to Game Pass, that's not exactly. I mean, it's not taking. I mean, it's a loss, but it's also the same as things have always been. But in their mind, it's a broken promise because they have said that 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 it would, and that was the point of the deal. No, in no, the first no. Place. I think the, the, what was reported was that it would wouldn't come to Game Pass day one. That it right. would be added down the road, and I don't think they. Oh, whatever it is, but if if it can never, if it if it can never come, because the economics don't work, and they may well not, because you have to remember there are thousands of people working on that game, and like I've always like I talked about on the show before how Bobby Kotick's business strategy was always you've got to have your retail presence every year, you've got to have your retail presence every single year, you've got to have your 40, 40 50, 60 quid retail presence every year since call of duty was you know became an annualized thing that's how the business has been run that's the entire business model that's the entire cash flow you know it's basically a a 60 dollar or 70 dollar a year um subscription to the game and that's how the business model works that's how it funds thousands of developers the rent on all those buildings and all that kind of stuff and maybe putting it in game pass is just too disruptive now, in Microsoft's mind, and I'm not saying this is what they're doing again, I reiterate, I don't know what the fuck they're announcing. I don't know anything about what's being announced next week. But if they if they are going to be like, yeah, we, we have to admit that Call of Duty is never coming to Game Pass. In their mind, that is that is a big backtrack. In their mind, that's a broken promise. And in their mind, they want to they wanna make a big deal of that. Now, <clears throat> this could also be some optics for the FTC, you know, yeah. because... As we know, Microsoft also the FTC is doing everything they can to unwind this deal, uh, you know, which is insane and a waste of taxpayer money. But you know, it's what the government's good at, isn't it? Wasting taxpayer money. And um, but they're they're adamant that this is gonna, you know, um, 
it's something that can get achieved. He's unraveling this deal, even though it's done, and even though the integrations happened, and they're saying like, oh, the the layoffs, you know, are, are evidence that the, the 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 acquisition's bad, as if like every acquisition on earth doesn't have layoffs. And then Microsoft shot back with like, well, you know, the, these layoffs were already planned before well activision was a independent company and i presume they wouldn't say that if they can't back it up with evidence because it could come down to well prove it and they'll be like well okay here's the here's the proof this was going to happen and like even in the run-up to this you know some very high profile people at blizzard retired right um steve denusa retired who's who's led world of warcraft writing for god knows how long sam wise retired who's been blizzard sort of or at least one of Blizzard's like most iconic artists, Samwise is like he's a king legend in this industry. He retired, so it did. It did kind of feel like there there was some sort of a run up to this, um, even before or just around after the deal had closed, right? So, um, Microsoft will have to evidence that, evidence that whatever. But maybe some of this is is really is optics for the this ongoing litigation and being like. Yeah, we want to show we're committed to bringing these, you know, Call of Duty to other platforms, and we're not going to put it in Game Pass, which would also mean, you know, we're not we're going to maintain the status quo, you know, even more. And you know, PlayStation will be happy because Call of Duty won't be this entity that could potentially really hurt PlayStation if, you know, Call of Duty is in Game Pass. And you know, I think a lot of Xbox fans would also be annoyed and probably rightfully so about Game Pass losing Call of Duty because. That would be like, oh well, this was the thing that was supposed to turbocharge it and sort of send it to you know Netflix levels or Disney level. Disney, well, Disney Plus has actually lost a lot of subscribers recently. Did you read that? Well, yeah, it lost because they raised the price, so they lost like. Yeah, and they're also about to implement uh, password share blocking stuff, like Netflix did. But yeah, Netflix they raised the growing. price, but well, yeah, Netflix is growing and and ridiculously right now, so. I don't know why have they got new TV show. Got new well, the Netflix like has more content. I think they're uh, they got like a better, maybe different, uh, better ad, uh, better number of tiers. Maybe mm. uh, I don't know. I mean, I do, I do often wonder why I subscribe to Disney because I never use it ever. My girl, my girlfriend uses it occasionally. So uh, anyway, sudden of discussion. So I think yeah, in Microsoft's mind, them them saying about Call of Duty would be. A reason to have an event like this so there could be some ftc stuff there could be some game pass stuff um you know them you know maybe getting rid of the day one stuff maybe it just doesn't work economically maybe the retail impact it hurts the, the developers cash flows too much and you know i i would kind of like i'd be more willing i mean i know this is kind of annoying and it sucks but I'd be I'd be more more open to them admitting that it's bad for the business and it's a, they have to do this and mirror Sony's um, Sony and EA's model of putting them in there later um, for economic reasons. I'd be like more open to that and that that'd give me more confidence in them wanting to grow the business with exclusives and whatever than them just saying like we're going to go multi-platform to find those retail sales. Because if they go multi-platform to find those retail sales, while hope bank, I, and I genuinely b- believe this, I don't think the day one, the day one inclusion in Game Pass, I don't think it's the system seller they think it is. Maybe it could be with better marketing. Because honestly, a lot of people don't even know Game Pass exists right now. 
And maybe they need more marketing spend to really bring home the, the benefits of having the day one games. But in an era where, like we talked about earlier, people, the competition is for eyeballs, man. It's, it's for eyeballs. It's like, you know, if, if people like, people don't have time for the day one games, you know? I like, I often think about like, oh, I really want to get a PlayStation so I can play Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. But it's like, I've got, I've got a graveyard of half finished games already, you know? Right. And I started playing Dragon's Dogma now, which is again going to push back Persona. And I just got Hell Divers. I also bought, bought Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, which is really cool. But it's like, when am I going to play this? I don't even know. Got to finish Overwatch Battle Pass 2 um, because a new one's coming out soon, which looks really cool. And it's got a skin for a character I really like. So <laughs> the competition's for time, man. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be miffed about losing day one games, but I, I can appreciate that a lot of other people would be. Well, and it would suck because I don't know. Well, yeah, but like the 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 point I was trying to make essentially is that I don't think you do a business update event because everything is staying the, the same, news. right? I yeah, think it, I think there there's will, there will be some bad. There's going to be some I changes. Definitely. I think there's going to be stuff that maybe people like because there are room. Well, it's it's tough to really talk because like you talk about the rumors that like and this whole thing started off with Starfield, which now apparently is not true, right? Um, according to Nate, according so to it's Nate, Nate, it's Nate versus Xbox Era. Well, really. Xbox Era, I don't know if they've retracted it yet, but Nate did corroborate the story and is now he's saying he thinks it's bullshit or, you know, the information was bad. But you know, there's talk about the next gen hardware, right? Like the handheld, the next console, and all these sort of things. And it's like, are are those real? Are those a real thing? Like. Is it, does Xbox know, like, in the back of their mind, like, oh, you know, the fans are feeling a certain way. Do we have to announce the next generation of hardware at this business event uh, to kind of be like, well, we know things aren't great, but guess what? We are working on hardware. Because that is some of the fear is that Microsoft will leave hardware. Like, a, a lot of my DMs, a lot of questions I've been getting from Xbox fans is, Am I going to lose my digital games? Am I going to lose my hardware? And because right now there's no way to like transfer your purchases to PC, there's legitimate concern because a lot of people believe by doing this that the support the Xbox hardware will get in the future will dwindle and dwindle, and then it'll eventually lead to the death spiral of you know the Xbox hardware, and people will be out all the games they own, which I think is a legitimate concern. Right, it is, uh, and I think anybody poo-pooing that and just saying like, "Oh, you know," pooing, pooing, like just downplaying it. Um, poo-poo. You know, I don't think we've ever said that on this show. Poo-pooing, like you know, who had a great take about this that I hundred percent agreed with was MVG. Me, well, oh. MVG. He said, seeing a lot of different takes about Xbox this week. Some people are suggesting waiting to see what the future holds. Other are already checking out. I've kept mostly mum about it. But for the record, I'm okay with both. There's nothing wrong with passionate fans that have a voice here. Some felt misled or lied to. Some don't like the path Xbox is seemingly headed. Others are tired of the reactive messaging and have lost confidence in leadership. In my opinion, all are valid concerns and shouldn't be hand-waved. Microsoft Xbox has a lot of work ahead of them to regain the trust of those fans. He's, he's completely right. Yeah. MVG is the level-headed kind of dude that 
I think everyone should look up to, especially me, because I was wrong about Digital. Oh, MVG you're... was right. Put on a t-shirt, man. MVG was right. MVG was was right, huh? But I feel I feel like he would be way too humble to put on the t-shirt. And, um, but he was right, and I think that's a great take. I really do. Yeah. Um. The only thing that I know is that I know about Xbox's broader strategy. I don't know what they're going to announce specifically next week, but I do know that new hardware projects have been greenlit. I do know that they're not quitting hardware, and I do know that they're still in it. To, to you know to take a significant market share you know they they haven't spun up retail teams in in asia and and africa and and these like potentially lucrative new markets with the mindset of like we're not going to capture any share here you know and there are markets where the cloud's doing really well they always talk about clouds doing well in brazil and they they're not quitting quitting cloud either um you know and and stuff like that so i think i I agree with you that there'll probably be stuff that people don't like in next week's 100%. event when they when they sort of they revamp and rethink maybe the the structure of Game Pass. But I do think there'll be reasons to be optimistic, and I think there'll be reasons that I think there'll be things that people even like in there. I think they'll be like, well, you know, hopefully it'll be things like, oh, I get why they're doing this um, and all that kind of stuff. And restructuring it and that it that it really is about like making sure that Xbox has Xbox hardware, the Xbox hardware ecosystem, all those games that we've we've got digitally locked in. Hopefully this revolves around a plan to keep that viable in the long term. And I think I think you do need exclusives as part of that plan. And not just timed exclusives, but permanent exclusives. That's what I'm most worried about, is that they'll just be like, Yeah, all of our games are now gonna be, you know, um a timed exclusive thing. But I really, really highly doubt they'll do that. I re- like I, I I really think that you know I believe in my heart that Microsoft agrees that the, you need some exclusive content. Like even if Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush makes a lot of sense, too much sense on paper to to go further afield. I think like you you've got to you've got to hold some stuff back. Some stuff has to be held back. Like stuff like you know maybe it's just Xbox Game Studios, and that's why they're called Xbox Game Studios. You know. Um, well, that was the other thing was the, the, the single player games was uh, kind of people. There was a rumor that Microsoft was going to drop the name Xbox from everything. Oh, that's ridiculous. And I that it was just going to be so Microsoft at Game Pass and they were going to drop Xbox from the console and it would just be Nick Microsoft Lord. gaming or whatever. Because like I said, the rumors were just wild all week. Rich, something that I think you had to chase down, that it was a Game GameStop uh, uh, typo, but it didn't matter because the rumor got out there and misinformation spreads really, really, really quickly on Twitter and social media, and people make up their minds super fast about stuff. So, you know, there's the Toys for Bob studio closure, which people had reported, and then it was like, actually, no, they're just working from, from home because you know, the studios are shut down, but there was reported that the studio was closed down, period, right? And I, I actually heard that the studio opted and wanted to work remotely. Right. So, you know, obviously they didn't want the layoffs, but, you know, you, you cut the commute out of your daily life. That saves you people personally a lot of money especially in a town like san francisco right yeah so toys for bobby's not shutting down and it was i had like i had a huge amount of like because there's a lot of there's a lot of huge fans of spyro and crash and on youtube there's like there's a there's a bunch of youtubers who are dedicated just to spyro and crash specifically and toys for bob content right and yeah these aren't huge channels they're not like you know 
millions and millions of subscribers, but it's such a passionate and, and small fan base. And they're at the mercy of Microsoft now and the mercy of this 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 merger and this acquisition and you know they've, they've been keeping the dream of Spyro 4 open and stuff like this and i had like a deluge of people saying oh my god say an so toys for bob shut down and all this kind of stuff and um so i went chasing that down straight away and it took me a long time and i was working on that at the wee hours of the morning you know i got so many dms about toys for bob because the studio itself the offices had been the, the lease had expired and they decided not to renew it and it turned out, no, they are going to be remote studio and they're, they're going to continue and they're going to have new projects and they're going to grow again, probably when, when the new projects are set up and they need more staff to scale. But they've also been supporting Call of Duty, um, which means they had staff that, you know, um, they probably decided they don't need anymore. They also had like on-site staff, which they don't need if they're going remote, um, probably as well. And, um, and also, uh, there's also um, uh, Sledgehammer Games is also, you know, impacted by this, and supposedly they're probably going to be remote as well. And there's other Xbox Studios that are remote. I think Undead Labs is mostly remote too, um, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, I see a lot of people complain about like, you know, Microsoft uses too many contractors, and maybe that's true, you know, but like. So do journalists. So do journalism companies. That freelance is like just a thing in on the West Coast. It seems like I don't know, man. It's it's all messed up. There's so many rumors debunking and stuff like that, and 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 it's it kind of it kind of culminated in that article I wrote where people just don't trust Microsoft. They don't trust Microsoft to to be stable when it comes to consumer products because of all the things they've screwed up over the years and all the abandonments they've done and the fact that they they did kill Windows Phone in a tweet. And Windows Phone, yeah, it was nowhere near as big as Apple or Android, but it had like tens of millions of users, you know, tens of millions. And yeah, there was there was no money. <laughs> Nobody bought apps really on Windows Phone because everything was free. And there was no Fortnite microtransactions to keep the the stores, um, you know, viable. And there was no ad platform because, you know, there weren't enough apps. So, yeah, Windows Phone might have had tens of millions of users, but there was just no money. There was just no money in it whatsoever. So that's why that died. So, like, it's not a comparable situation when you look at the numbers. But the consumers, we don't look at the numbers. We don't care how the sausage is made. All the consumers saw was like, oh... My phone is a brick now. My phone is a brick now. And Microsoft announced it in a tweet. They didn't respect the users they'd built up. They didn't respect the community they'd built up. They didn't respect like all, all the you know the, the social accounts. And, and Microsoft did build up a community and cur- curated a community around tech influencers and invited them to shows and announced phones at E3 style events and had like Xbox Fan Fest style events for photographers and artists and stuff like this like and tech enthusiasts and all this kind of stuff they did all the same stuff that xbox does for windows phone and then they killed it in a tweet the kind of disrespect that that sort of puts across is something that is why like people trust apple and they don't trust microsoft and that's the reason why microsoft treats consumers like shit and they, they have done for a million years xbox doesn't and phil doesn't i believe and um, the Xbox team genuinely cares, but Microsoft as a corporate entity doesn't care. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier, that corporations are not your friends. And yeah. Microsoft has earned that reputation. They've earned it 
you know, and that's why people won't trust Microsoft with AI. They won't trust Microsoft with anything they do because they don't take consumers seriously. You know, they need to completely rethink their whole approach to everything because it's hurting them in every vertical. The only, the only place they succeed is business because they can get the boss in a boardroom and, and have like a little conversation. And then the boss makes the decision for like everyone underneath him, thousands of people. But when they want to talk to general consumers, they don't fucking get it. They're terrible at it. They've always been terrible at it. And they probably always will be terrible at it because they just satya et, et al. Don't take it seriously. There's another rant for you. You're just full of them today. You're just full of them. I'm full of rants, man. I slept, I slept until like 5 p.m. So I'm just full of energy right now. Usually, oftentimes you get tired, Jez, on these shows. Yes. So you get tired, Jez, and feelings-based, Jez. So right, right now you're getting wired, Jez, wired on caffeine, and uh, appropriately slept, Jez. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, next week's going to be really interesting to see what they have to say. What potentially is changing, uh, what is not i mean i i don't know like even today or was it yesterday people were like looking through the xbox website um and some people noticed that like references to the series x and s were removed and like references to day one game pass so people were using that as proof of of big changes coming but I had noticed that like last year they had changed that last year but like nobody had picked up on it and people had used the Wayback Machine, and they noticed that the website and all its kind of iconography was changed in the middle of September. Like, they did that overhaul in September of last year. Um, now, I don't know if you know this, Jez, or if you even remember, because I don't think a lot of people do. Go on. Do you know, do you know what happened in the middle of September of last year? Do you know what product Microsoft... I don't know rebranded last year do you remember no, i can't remember they rebranded xbox live gold into xbox game pass core xbox game pass core but what does xbox game pass core not have uh a good brand no well, i don't I mean, besides know besides that it doesn't have a good... It doesn't have the whole... Xbox Game Pass Core of, doesn't have day one Game Pass games. Oh, it doesn't have day one Game Pass games either. And that, I thought it just didn't... Oh, okay. No, Xbox Game Pass Core is the, the multiplayer access, right? Where you can... You, you subscribe and you can play multiplayer, but you get a selection of Game Pass games. And I think there's... I forget how many there actually are right now. Maybe 25? Right? Some really good ones too. But Game Pass Core doesn't get day one games so all the references to day one on the website for certain titles were removed because one of their newest xbox game pass services doesn't offer day one and it would be confusing so they kind of more streamlined it right and they removed messages uh the, the stuff for series x and s and just mentioned console cloud and pc because that's how they sort of do uh the messaging on game pass in general where it's like this is coming to console, cloud, and PC. So it's supposed to be like more streamlined. But, you know, because it's the week of chaos, it was, you know, a change that happened last year that finally people noticed, or maybe because people were looking, trying to find clues littered throughout everything that for what Microsoft might announce um, for next week and, and saw this. And it was like, wait a minute, did it look differently in the past? And it did. 
and like, well, this is 100% proof, but it was more just a, a facelift for, uh, you know, the launch of Game Pass Core because it coincided with that, you know? So, it is what it is. We got some more Super Chats to get through. Uh, by the way, if you guys are enjoying the show, make sure you hit the like button, please. And uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Let everybody know that we are live. We'd uh, greatly appreciate it. We have <clears throat> we have Thanaros saying, new podcast name, Rand and Jez Mukbang and Video Games. I like that. Uh, BT Maverick says, not to forget, no reports of Helldivers sitting at mixed reviews on Steam, where every website used that against Starfield as if all of a sudden Steam reviews are the end, all, be all of anything uh, hypocrites. Now, you, you, you did just mention that, and that is true. Like, there were reports of Starfield, and when it, when it got down to mix, they did report it. I will say I just saw some tweets about this now. Uh, Helldivers is up to... Um, it's moved out of mix to positive on Steam, because I believe a lot of the crashing... And a lot of the um, disconnects and matchmaking stuff has been fixed. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the yeah. reviews on Steam are, are more like reviews on the performance of the game, right? Rather than like if the game's actually good or not. So because of that, yeah, people, people were review bombing it because they couldn't connect. But they they patched they dropped a huge patch on it already. Yes, they just fixed a bunch of stuff. I wonder if they uploaded the wrong build to Steam or something. But um. But yeah, it's uh, it's moved up now. So now, it's now, seen... now it's in the positive. Uh, yeah. Silas says, "Is there really a rift between Xbox and the Bean Counters? Could you see Phil stepping down if the financial folks went out?" Well, I mean, Phil will retire at some point, right? Yeah. Whether that's sooner or later is anybody's guess. It's probably I whenever he's retire on a high note, personally. <laughs> Maybe he's just like all this stuff is just turning his hair even whiter, and he's just like all oh, the stuff I have to deal with, you know. But I mean, he's paid the big money to to deal with it. He's the Microsoft CEO of gaming. This is his job essentially. So, I don't, no, no. I mean, I I do think there are people within Xbox who want them to reach more screens and put their games in more places to make money, and I think there's. As we've seen in some of the FTC trial emails, there's definitely people at Xbox that want to double down on the current strategy because it does seem like, at least what some fans were saying, is it really seemed like Microsoft is giving up before they even really started. It's like you had one year where you actually sort of, it's like you would go and you acquire all these studios in 2018 and 2019, right? A whole bunch of them because you didn't have any studios because you didn't bother investing during the 360 era and then because of what happened with the xbox one you had to cut costs so you actually got rid of studios right and, then and COVID happened well yeah and but then like you relied on third party to make your games for them and we know what happened with crackdown and how a disaster that was because you know doug jones left his company was bought out by epic you want to do a sequel with Crytek for Rise 2, but you couldn't agree to terms, so you couldn't do that. You know, Insomniac went to do Spider-Man, so you couldn't do another Sunset Overdrive. It's like all your bets on third party blew up in your face during the Xbox One. And you you decided in your infinite wisdom not to invest in studios 
during the 360 era when you probably should have. And now you got nothing. So it's like, damn, right? But finally, you're able to convince Sati and the board to give you money. You get these studios. They're in the midst of other projects, so they can't start working on your stuff right away. And then, boom, COVID happens. Screws up the entire industry. Delays projects multiple years, right? Screws up your pipeline of what you thought games would be hitting when for your roadmap for the Xbox Series consoles. Um, you get Bethesda, you get ABK. ABK takes longer than you expected, I think. Clearly, they did not expect it to take a year and a half, right? Or however long it took. Mm-hmm. They they didn't they clearly didn't expect the fight that they were on. No. And finally, 2023, Bethesda comes to bat. You get Hi-Fi Rush, you get Starfield, you get Redfall. Granted, Redfall was a disaster. But okay, you finally got Bethesda. After you acquired them in 2020, boom, finally, you're starting to you're gonna get some of their games. Like we got Indiana Jones this year, and who knows when Doom and all that stuff will come. Right, but they're they're on they're on track. Who knows about the ABK stuff? You know, you get caught every year. That will be factored in this year. But the studios you all bought in 2018, they're actually kind of getting around to making their games now. You got Hellblade two coming out this year. You got Avowed from Obsidian. You got South of Midnight ready coming soon. You got Fable. It's like either you know next year or whatever. So it sort of seems like okay, everything that you had planned. And everything that you had, you know, worked towards, it's finally here and finally ready. And you had sold, you know, uh, to fans uh, about this idea of like, just wait a little bit longer. We got games coming. We're 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 spending money and all this stuff. And then you have one year with Bethesda, and it sort of seems to some fans that basically you're just waving the white flag before the fight even begins. It's like yeah. we, we did it one. Oh, and ah. Uh, we didn't score. We didn't. We didn't hit a home run on our first at bat. So you know what? Uh, game over. Uh, let's let's take let's take everything everywhere. And it's just like, but you didn't even you you didn't even try. You didn't even you didn't even see what everything working together would produce. You didn't even see what putting ABK stuff on Game Pass would do, or putting Call of Duty in Game Pass Day One would do, or having the exclusive marketing for. Call of Duty would do to your consoles or any of that stu- sort of stuff or any like Indiana Jones or, or how like nothing. It was just like, Oh, we're done. We're finished. And I think that bothers a lot of that bothered a lot of fans. Cause they felt like you were right on the pinnacle of Xbox finally delivering on the promises they have been saying for years now. And when they finally got there, they're like, lol, nope. And they just turned around and walked away. And I think that really bothers a lot of people. Did they did they turn three sixty degrees and walk away? No, they did a one eighty and walked away. No, that's uh, you don't know the meme. Never mind. No, what's there's the an meme? O- there's an there's an old meme where uh, there's an old console war meme where where people were like, "I hate the Xbox. I'm going to turn three sixty degrees and walk away," even oh, though that would spin them. The that would spin them around. completely around. Yeah. 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 Old meme. Showing my age now. Jesus. Um. Okay. So. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean. It's kind of weird, right? Because we we talk we've talked about on this show for a long time how Microsoft doesn't see PlayStation competition, mm-hmm. but here we here we are out here saying like, oh my god, why aren't they competing harder with Sony? Why aren't they competing harder with Sony? You got to remember, 
Sony's facing a lot of the same issues that Xbox is facing right now. And that's not because... But nobody says... No, nobody looks at Sony's balance sheet, right? Which is, the margins have been cut in half or maybe more, right? Nobody looks at Sony's margins and they say, oh, it's because they're losing in competition to Xbox. Nobody says that for some reason. Whereas, like, if Xbox is having a hard hard time, people say, oh, it's because they're losing to Sony, right? That's weird to me. Why, why, why does nobody say that PlayStation's lost half their margin because of Xbox, but people say Xbox has lost half its margins because of Sony, when reality is we're in a difficult market right now. You know, consumers aren't spending as much. There's competition for time is crazier than ever. And you've got like traditional games losing out to games like Genshin Impact, where like, you know, I've got I've got friends and family who are like, why would I spend forty dollars or fifty dollars or sixty dollars on a game which could get me like however many gacha rolls in Genshin Impact or Honkai Star Rail? You know, what I've got people out here saying stuff like that, which by the way, are PlayStation exclusive. But um you know, so there's that whole competition for time as well. And obviously the bulk of gacha game players and mobile phone game players, they're all on mobile. They're not on, you know, with the exception of Honkai and Genshin, you know, they're all on mobile, all these games. And Genshin and Honkai are only a small piece of a much bigger gacha gambling pie where people decide that it's better, it's better money spending for them to, to do a bunch of gacha rolls instead of... um you know, buying a game outright. So Sony and Microsoft are faced with this problem. So I don't know why, like, Sony's margins being hurt isn't isn't because of Xbox, but Xbox's margins being hurt is because of PlayStation. Like, wh- why is that, Rand? Can you explain that to me? I don't know. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. Could it be the Xbox tax? Uh, you love that. Did you got to remember the the reason I'm saying this is because Xbox is be- what Xbox is going to talk about is the fact their business is way bigger than their business is way bigger than console, right? Sure. The business is way bigger than console, and it's it's PC, it's mobile, and like if if their margins are hurt, it's not necessarily because the Xbox portion of it is doing poorly. It's not necessarily any single one of these kind of things it could be that the market's just in a bad place right now and it could be that they've got to make changes to accommodate the fact that we're in an election year and things might get really crazy with with interest rates you know if opec does something with the oil capacity again then you know we're going to see a kind of disruption that we saw like last year i mean interest rates might be still high in america but oh my god they are really really high in other countries especially in like you know I mean, the UK's got it pretty bad, but then other countries have it even worse, you know. And interest interest rates affect your cash flow and your capital and, and all this kind of stuff. It's it's this whole sort of, you know, what did you what did you say on one show before? It's a wrench in the bucket of the whole the whole the whole operation, man. So um it's it's just it comes back to all this messaging stuff like I was talking about before. Microsoft's this trillion dollar company. But people act like their Xbox is going to die, even though they've got the highest revenue ever. You know, Spotify is, has crazy revenue, but they've never turned a profit. You know, they've never, they've never had, neither there's Twitch, and they've never had a profitable quarter. And you know, and people still, people still bank on those companies because it's like, yeah, because one day they'll they'll swing from one billion in the red to one billion in the black, and and then two billion in the black, and it's it's just this kind of belief that. That, that they will survive and they will grow and stuff like that. 
And that's why, you know, Microsoft isn't going to just quit on Xbox after they've just invested a bajillion million million dollars in it. But nobody really believes that because um, because of the whole Windows Phone and other stuff that they've cancelled over the years. I suppose the issue with Windows Phone was they just didn't see a path to growth there. But that's not the, the case with Xbox. There are paths to growth that don't include stealing market share from Sony. I mean, Phil was talking on kind of funny before the summer or at the start of the summer, he was talking about how like they couldn't steal market share from Sony, you know, and that's sort of like that's sort of like um, you know, uh, preceded them growing on PC and mobile, you know, and that's why they invested in ABK because they're like we can grow in mobile, you know, we can we can we can build things like Diablo Immortal using some of our properties, which you know target whales who are millionaires who've got more money than sense you know and you know you 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 add headlines where i remember this one headline i think it, i can't remember which outlet it was it might have been vgc i think they had a headline or, or kataka or something like that they had a headline and it was like twitch streamer buys you know my fifteen thousand dollars microtransaction from diablo immortal then deletes the reward in protest it's like, did you really delete the rewarding process because you still in, pro- in protest because you still gave Activision fifteen thousand dollars or whatever it was? You know, it was thousands of dollars, and um, you know, and and these are the kind of markets which are expanding more rapidly for Microsoft than console. So they're not going to throw all that away, you know, and and things like things like the the you know the the gambling games on on mobile phones. These can like help to subsidize the hardware stuff which is their sort of safe bet you know at least like they they know that there's a there's a core of millennials and maybe the gen z kids uh, who have millennial or or you know parents who or gen x parents who are console gamers and they bring that to their kids and yeah it's harder it's getting harder and harder to bring kids across but like maybe you know things will be different with gen alpha maybe they'll come out with a console and you know a handheld console that's like the switch and it's just so good that kids can't overlook it maybe they do that in tandem with a crash and a spyro or or you know how bring they've talked about bringing skylanders back and that's how you convert the next generation of kids to console gamers instead of ipad kids you know maybe that's how you do it you build you build like a a handheld ipad console that factors in skylanders and and that and that's how you you know you get disney on board you know because disney's all in on gaming now you get epic games on board because your buddies with epic games and your epic battle with apple you, you know who, who knows what they could do maybe they do maybe microsoft teams up with uh, epic games and does a, to- a toys for life Fortnite thing you know who knows what could happen there's all kinds of shit that they could do with all this stuff and they have to be thinking about this you know how can we grow without having to take market share from Sony. And I guarantee you that Sony's thinking the same way. Sony's not thinking there. Sony's not sitting there thinking our entire business hinges on killing Xbox because, A, they're not going to be able to do that because people have their digital digital stuff and their progress and their friends all together locked in. You know, they might be able to get a few casuals to come across, you know, and, and stuff like that. But like Phil, Phil reported... In the the you know Satya said in the earnings call recently, and you can go and look this up. He said console engagement is higher than ever, you know, and he lumped that figure in. But I asked Xbox PR. I said, you know, are these are these commas doing the work here? Because there are commas, right? And they're like, yes, we, we are. The commas are there for a reason. They're talking about PC engagement is higher than ever. 
mobile get mobile is higher than ever and consoles higher than ever so if consoles higher than ever that means sony isn't stealing market share that what that means is that sony's selling playstation 5s to ps4 gamers it doesn't mean they're stealing market share from microsoft microsoft's finding new users i mean yeah it might be slow but they are finding new users you know so the business is changing and the business update revolves around the fact the industry is changing. You've got Steam out here, Rand. You've got Steam building mm-hmm. their own console using PlayStation and Xbox's exclusives. Mm. You know, don't you think don't you think Sony and Xbox are sitting there thinking, man, we're dumbasses here. Well hey, they, given... but Sony and Microsoft don't have to put their games on Steam though. Nobody's forcing them to put their games on Steam. No, but they have to. Because of all that sweet money, baby. I know, but I'm just saying like there's no gun pointed to the head of Microsoft or Sony being like you have to do this. They could put their games on Epic Store. <laughs> Lol. Uh, Maybe if a game's on my card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And make I, Fortnite exclusive to it. I mean, that would. Maybe that's the play for Epic Games. But I'm telling you, man, like the industry's changing. Like Steam's building their own console platform using multi platform games. And like people can say, oh, Steam Deck's a PC. Is it though? Do you ever boot into Linux, really? How many people really do that? Maybe hardcore people do. Is that. But, is like, that- the va- is that why Microsoft is potentially actually going to do their own handheld no. in, in a way? Oh, I thought you were going to say make third party. No, like hand, that, like that's a, that's another rumor that I can't stand right now. Well, I'm seeing loads of podcasts out here saying like, "Oh, I've heard my uncle works at Xbox and he's heard that they're going to make third party Xbox consoles." That's not happening. There is no third party Xbox consoles. There's third party Windows gaming devices which Microsoft internally interprets as this is part of our purview. You know, we've got to improve Windows for the Asus ROG alloy, but you're never going to be able to run an Xbox game unless it's Xbox Play Anywhere on a ROG alloy because Microsoft doesn't have the, the permission to do that. You know, Microsoft doesn't have the devs' permission, and maybe they could renegotiate tens of thousands of licenses so they can put the Xbox OS games onto Windows, but I don't see that happening. And I can confirm right here and right now, anyone, any podcast out there saying there's going to be Xbox Xbox operating system hardware that isn't full-blown Windows, they, they're just misinformed. That's also bad information that's spreading out there that really bugs me right now. Like, there's no, there's no companies making a third-party Xbox. It's Microsoft who makes the Xboxes, and that's the way it's going to be because the, the Xbox sales subsidizes the hardware and, like... You know, the, for for Asus or Dell or whoever to compete with that, they'd have to sell the box at a thousand dollars, you know, to get any kind of margins. And then it's like, well, why would I buy a thousand dollar Xbox when Microsoft's selling it for five hundred dollars? Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense in any universe. So yeah, any 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 gaming hardware that has a partnership with Microsoft, that's going to be just full blown Windows like the Asus ROG and the, the, the Legion Go. But um. Yeah. So you're putting your foot down on third parties making Xbox hardware in the future, essentially. No, I'm saying then they're not doing it. I know, but uh, so I'm saying you're putting your foot down and saying this isn't happening. Third parties are not going to be making Xbox hardware moving uh, in the future, essentially, right? Not using the Xbox operating system. Using though. the Xbox, uh, yeah, operating system, yeah, right. PC hypervisor stuff, right? That we've no. seen floating around. No, I mean the the current the current Xbox operating system is basically like it's an xbox operating system called funnily enough it's called xbox era (laughs) so xbox exclusive resource access refers to the game's operating system and then you've got this windows 8 thing 
with Windows 10 and Windows 11 APIs bolted onto it, which runs apps and stuff like that. So you basically got that already. You've got a Windows slash Xbox device sitting under your TV right now. Xbox is going to continue making those, you know. Um, and for, for an OEM to work on something like that, Microsoft would have to negotiate, renegotiate a bajillion licenses if it was going to run the Xbox operating system. So no, I think what you'll see is they'll double down on making Windows more more friendly for those devices so maybe you boot up your asus rog and it boots into an xbox like feeling operating system like c shell like we heard for me like we reported windows central for years that microsoft was looking at making a sort of a start menu for gaming you know so maybe you boot up your asus rog ally and it boots straight into like a gaming interface where you don't even see windows but it will be full windows underneath the hood you'll be able to run steam and and it won't run xbox games it'll run xbox play anywhere and xbox pc games but it won't run the xbox emulator or whatever so any any rumors to that effect are just people who are misunderstanding microsoft's strategy for the asus rog ally and devices like that that's what it's about it's about the asus rog ally okay being a windows Full-blown Windows devices, not Xbox operating systems. There's just a lot of people misunderstanding that whole point. Well, we got um, we got Jeff Grubb in the chat. He uh, he super chatted and said, uh, "I didn't mean to leave you guys off the toxic list. I'll get you next time." <laughs> but, you know, Jeff, Thanks, when Jeff. when you didn't add Jez to that list, he got upset. Okay, I did. I was and, like, I was I, like, why didn't why wasn't I lumped in? There? And honestly, I'm, like, I'm who's, the most toxic? If you talk about I was, I, was actually in Jeff's, I, was, I was in Jeff's chat when he was talking about that. Stuff. You're talking about toxicity? Who's more toxic than me on Twitter? You know what I mean? And all my, all my wonderful, wonderful tweets I never make. Uh, you well, are the most toxic book fan, actually. Yeah, the most toxic book fan. We also have Tom Henderson in chat as well. Man, we got the, we got the who's who here. He says, uh, drunk just stream when? Question uh, mark. I haven't. I've I've pretty much stopped drinking because like I just don't I have to spend so much money to feel drunk now. I think my liver's pickled, man. Oh yeah, my liver's just pickled. It's like yeah, you need to drink more than this. And I'm like, bro, I've already drank so much. I don't. It doesn't really affect me like it used to. So I, I think it's I'm too big. I need to lose weight and then I'll start drinking again. <laughs> it's it's, it's that's, one the, that's one of the downsides of being overweight. It's way more expensive to get drunk. Yeah, you have I to spend a true. lot of money, man. You have to spend a lot of money. Get what a week it's been, starting with Starfield rumors, and by the time it's our turn to talk about all this stuff, I guess the Starfield rumors were were fake. So I guess maybe what I was hearing was was not right. Uh, you know what rumors? I don't know. Like I heard, I heard the same sort of things a lot of people did, and about. About like Starfield and about like gears and stuff and have they confirmed that not not real now or just night? No, no. I mean, uh, did Xbox Xbox Hero walk about? No, no, they haven't yet. I'm just saying, like, judging from Nate the Hate and what he's saying, like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but it's kind of crazy. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. We do have a super chat here from Duke Dukarubru. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. He says, Xbox should go the Steam Deck route, a full custom PC with a nice sample, with a nice simple console-like experience and user interface. 
That way they get every game, including PlayStation and Game Pass, can be the exclusive. The way That way we all win and play every game. I mean, Jez, you feel pretty damn certain that Xbox handheld is one of the things they'll be making next year or in a, well, who knows whether it's 2026 yeah, I, or 2028 I mean, or 2030 or whatever it is yeah. i've said years ago that they've had prototypes for handhelds for years right so it's something that they've always dabbled in but i think more than ever i just i believe it i believe it in my manscaped balls yeah. uh, check out code xb2 that they will make one you know i think sony will make one and i think xbox will make one and i think it'll be awesome i think it'll be sweet Mm. You know, and I'll 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 get I'll get both. I'll get the PlayStation one as well because I don't have physical space for a PlayStation in my tiny ass north of England bedroom. So yeah, I think I think everyone will have a handheld play next gen, and that's that's bullish for Nintendo because they're going to have some serious competition because it's not just going to be PlayStation and Xbox making handheld. Every Windows OEM is going to be making a handheld. You know, and I bet you, I bet you anything, right? If I was Steam, if I was Steam right now, I'd be, I'd be like, I'd be Gabe Newell, I'd be sitting there, you know, drinking champagne with a cigar or something. They'd be like, ha, we tricked Xbox and PlayStation into giving us all their games. And now we're going to drop Half Life 3 as a full bore exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't give PlayStation Half Life Alex either. (laughs) And now we're going to release Half Life 3 as a Steam Deck exclusive. Boom. Good night, Irene. We now control the whole industry because you know everyone on Earth will, will buy buy a Steam Deck for the, the most hyped game in existence. You know, like every everyone will not. You know, I'm going to go one further. Hideo Kojima is working on Half Life Three as well. Oh He's my God! Yeah, Hideo Kojima is working on it. It's got a full full blown Hollywood cast. You know, Kojima Productions is doing some of the work. And they've got all the, the old old school Half-Life 2 team on board. And not only that, Port 3, Steam Deck exclusive. Boom. So then you've got a, you've got a Steam Deck that has actually has exclusives. <laughs> and then Xbox and PlayStation sitting there linking like, oh, oh, what have we done? What have we done? Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. Tom Henderson also says in the super chat, so you're saying a 50 quid dono for a bottle of whiskey will do it. And he wants you to get drunk. A fifth, one bottle. Well, I suppose I could buy two bottles of whiskey for that, but then I'm going to end up with alcohol poisoning. So just to get drunk, just to get drunk. Oh, no, man. Yeah. Don't do it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to diet. I, that's, another, that's another reason. Whiskey is a lot of calories, man. I swear when you, when you're trying to calorie count, it's a lot of it's liquid. It's liquid calories are the killer. So yeah, I'm not drinking at the moment, but I really appreciate that you'd be kind enough to to consider doing that for me. So maybe when I've lost a hundred pounds, we can you can do we can do it in a celebratory way, and we can both get drunk on an Xbox Two Plus One. Yeah, because we got to get Tom uh, on. With, yeah, we do. We got to get Tom on, and we've, we've got to get lots of people on. <sighs> we got Highlander member for 17 months. Says when it comes to Game Pass, I hope it does not get downgraded. I just remember fear. Is the mind killer from Dune? I hope we hear some good some good news. Oh my god! I was literally reading Dune last night. So. Were you? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 see, there you go. I wasn't playing a game. I was reading a book. You know, mm. Rand, I figured out how to read books. Right? I don't. I don't know if I don't know if you've ever heard of this method, but I've. I've de- I'm sure some other people in the world do this, but I've developed a method for reading books. As yeah. someone, as someone with no attention span whatsoever, I buy the audio book 
and the book. So I read it and then listen to it at the same time. Is that genius or what? I mean, yeah, Is that, that sounds pretty good. So, so it's, it's like, it's like having subtitles for the book. Ooh, I like that. Cause, because I, always, I, always, I mean, for the audiobook. So it's like, I always, cause I always watch, I always watch Netflix with the subtitles on and it, it kind of helps me focus a little bit on it. So then it's kind of like, huh, what if my audiobook had subtitles as well? Big brain moment. Big brain. <laughs> Tom says that it'll uh, only do Xbox Two as a drunk stream, so. Okay, well, there you go. Well, it's increases the chance of Tom leaking all the secrets. Because Tom's the one in the know, man. I bet Tom knows if Starfield's coming. And he just won't say. He just won't tell us. Damn. Uh, Giggity says, I don't know if you guys have watched Halo Season 2 Episode 1 yet, but the first 15 minutes is absolutely incredible. Like, where the hell was that last season? Well, apparently, they got rid of the showrunner and they fired all the writers. So... Uh, well, that's one way of doing it. Um, yeah. yeah, we've actually got... An, I think I think we've got an interview coming up. Um, my good buddy Samuel Tolbert was able to um, get early access to review the episodes. So, um, you know, that was really cool. And also, I think we've got an interview coming as well from the, about the season two. But he really liked it. I haven't even seen season one yet, so I need to put in some time to actually check that stuff out. But we'll see what happens. Uh, Mahler says, just joined, but did we talk about what Nate said on air not long ago? He said, I'm now of the belief that Starfield is not happening and the info spread around was pure fiction. I'll own the miss. We did talk about that. We definitely did. Um, Stuff Sean says, I foresee Phil leaving in the next year. I mean, he's been there, what now? 10 years? It'll be... I think this year would be his 10th year at Xbox. I want to say he took over, and Jez will say, how do you remember this? I want to say he took over in April of 2014. Uh, what? Yeah. Have you... Okay, so right now, have you seen the movie A Beautiful Mind? Uh, with Russell Crowe and Jennifer Connelly? Yeah, yeah, with all the with all the, the stuff written down on the blackboard, like all uh-huh. the notes. I think that's what you do. You think I so? Think you, yeah, I think you don't you don't remember things. You've just got like you've just got like like post-it notes all around your desk. And I think that's why you don't want to get on camera. Because you don't <laughs> want people to know that you, you just that your office is or your bedroom or whatever is just there's just notes all over the all over the walls. So you can pretend you've got a great memory and mock me for my lack of memory. You don't remember That's what I think like it is. the in, so like when Phil when Phil took over in April, I want to say April, I could be wrong, but I'm going to go with April of 2014. There was the interview he had with Major Nelson. Phil was standing to the right, Major Nelson was on the left. They talked about all this stuff. I think that was also when they announced that they were debundling Connect from the Xbox 1 and selling it for $100 cheaper. I think that was like Phil's first official thing he did. But yeah, that's I want to say it was April. I could be wrong, but either way, I, I think it's going to be ten years this year. And you know these these guys in these positions don't really last that long, you know. Uh, like I forget how long Reggie was at Nintendo or any of this PlayStation guys. That heads of these companies don't last for as long as Phil has lasted. So Phil, Phil's. I'm. I'm. I mean, Phil. You know, obviously he's not going to be there forever. You know. But I do think that Phil wanted to leave on a high note. Like, I don't. Th- yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think he wants to see through his strategy first. So I, w- I would, I would give him like at least a few more years. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. 
Uh, Humdrug says, just say Grub, Henderson, Z-Huge, dudes are toxic. Well, when we were talking about like people attacking Xbox fans, in my, I was more talking about like VGC article and uh, the Kotaku article that basically had pictures and all that sort of stuff. Because I, 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 I kind of thought Expo- that... Exposing people to the kind of harassment that they often cry about. Yeah, the, mm, the journalists weird. themselves cry about when they they get harassed, but they're they're essentially doing it to these people. Uh, like I said, I, I didn't like that. So, I don't know. It's just like super low-hanging fruit. Like, why is that even news? Oh, some Xbox fans are upset. Like, why is that even, why is that even newsworthy? I don't get it. Yeah. It's just like, do you need to hit your quota or something? Does this like, does it really drive traffic? Is Xbox CEO really that good? I I don't know. Uh, Viper says, if Xbox were to leave the console market, it would not be a good thing for consumers. Just look at what Sony is doing with Crunchyroll and Funimation. They wouldn't hesitate to increase prices with little no competition. That's that's kind of another thing that uh, is is people don't really mention like outside of like is like the competition aspect of it all. Mm-hmm. Like Xbox keeping PlayStation honest, even though like some people say there's no competition between PlayStation and Xbox. Like PlayStation has dominated them. And it's like, okay, like, yeah, like they dominated them last generation, but they're still, I still think like PlayStation sort of at least respected what they were doing. They kind of cut their pricing in line with each other. It wasn't like PlayStation was like, we're going to increase the prices of our stuff dramatically. Like, they still kept it in line with everything else. You know, and and when... I'm very much of the opinion, like, Microsoft doing Game Pass forced PlayStation to kind of reevaluate their subscription services, right? Or PlayStation offering free games as part of their... uh, multiplayer subscription forced xbox to offer free games in theirs right so there's always that battle that like you kind of keep them honest and if xbox went away if they dropped out of hardware and just became like ea or activision then you know sony's the only one there and it's not like sony and even though like sony and nintendo are in the same market at least to them when they talk about the high performance market versus the you know, the handheld market, they're not. Like, people worried that Sony would just be like, oh, okay, well, guess what? Games are now 100 bucks." Or or maybe uh, devs would be worried that since they're the only game in town, uh, guess what? Our cut now, our cu- our, like- our cut now is 40% instead of 30%. Yeah, I mean, right? look, look, at, look, at, look at devs railing against Apple. You know, Apple Apple pretty much has a monopoly in the US. I mean, Android is shrinking in in the US. Everyone like the whole media is like, "Oh yeah, like her, Android has green bubbles. Everyone should get iPhone, man." And it's like, "Okay, so you want Apple to have a monopoly so the the iPhones end up like $3,000 and that repairs end up costing even more and then they bake planned obsolescence into everything and that apps start costing $20." That's really the world you want to live in. Is that really what you want to live in? You know, so uh, it's really annoying because people have started seeing competition as an inconvenience, you know. Like, I, I always see this, like, um, this argument about, uh, you know, um, 
like Xbox too. It's like, wh why why do you want Xbox to go away? Why do you want Sony to have this kind of control? Look at what they're doing with Crunchyroll and Funimation. That is like a, that is a blatant example of what happens when you've got a monopoly. And Sony now has a monopoly on Western, at least in the West, like anime streaming services. You know, and yeah, mate, and they own they own all the the licensing and the publishers. They own Aniplex and a bunch of other stuff. And you know. They will preclude others from the market by doing that, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not, and, and this isn't an attack on Sony, this is an attack on corporations in general. Corporations are corporate, you know. You know, Kajim's gonna Kajim, and then Kajim will always Kajim, and he's Kajim yeah. in hard with Death Stranding, too. Yeah, he's Kajim in really hard, and you, you know, and corporations are gonna, they're gonna corpo. And they're going to do what corporations do. So, like Microsoft would do the same thing, and it's, it's if it was in Sony's position right now, they had no competition to worry about with regards to streaming service or whatever. Microsoft would do the same ass thing. So, you know, any fanboys, they're like, "Oh God, he's attacking my, he's attacking my precious Sony." It's like, no, bro, this is an attack on any corporation that has a monopoly. You shouldn't, you shouldn't want this. You shouldn't want a monopoly. And people's like, "Well, what, what about ABK? ABK was never a monopoly. It was never a monopoly." You know. <laughs> You know, you you telling me that you 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 have the op you have to play ABK games. You're telling me there aren't other options. I don't know. Why people act like ABK is this sort of you know this gives them control of the entire video game industry. I haven't played a Call of Duty game for years, man, for years because there's there's other stuff to play. You know, um, so and there is competition. You know, there's you've got everything from um. You know Apex Legends and and all that kind of stuff, and then like every every like new game that comes out of nowhere and blows up, you know, like you know Lethal Company and Among Us and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah, I don't know, man. Why do people? Why are people so dumb and short sighted, bro? Mm -hmm. ah, what did what did Dostoevsky say? I can't remember, but he said something profound about people people wanting to suffer. <laughs> basically. Oh man! Is there any philosophers in chat? T tell us what Dostoevsky said about about human suffering being essential to the human experience, because that's basically how I feel. Like when people behave on social media, it's like that we bring this stuff on ourselves, and and we don't learn. You know, we don't learn, bro. But I don't know. Uh, that's humanity for you, baby. It is. Noob says, "Could this be a crappy play to get regulators to force Sony to do the same with their exclusives?" I doubt it. I mean, that would be pure for chess if it was. But I mean, I, w I do think the industry is headed towards a, a, a future where, at least between Microsoft and PlayStation, there is less exclusives. Like, 10, 15 years from now, you could we could really live in a future where everybody's games are on everyone's platforms. Right? And if you say that's impossible, I mean, look what happened between 2013 and, and 2024. Crossplay, you know, nobody thought that would ever happen. I'm just saying, like, you look at, like, the what the industry was 10 years ago to what the industry is now, and then, like, think about where the industry is going to be 10, 15 years from now. Exclusives may not be, you know, something that drives a platform's ecosystem anymore you know especially if they Candy continue Crush is an exclusive 
Well, I mean, especially if they continue and with how much they cost, and if the console market doesn't grow, which it really hasn't grown at all over the course of time, and everybody's trying to to get more money from the PC market or the mobile market or the cloud market, some of these companies may be like, you know what, we're just going to put our games everywhere, and we're just going to make the most money, and people are going to choose the console or the hardware that they want based on the hardware itself and how it performs and the services within that um, that ecosystem. That could be the future that we're headed to. I mean, or maybe it's uh, spurred on because European regulators might take a look at these closed ecosystems and decide, you know what, we're going to bust these wide open. And, the, you know, like they did uh, like with the iOS and in the in in the EU like you never know what's going to happen in the future and 15 mm-hmm. years from now it could look completely different um you know never say never i guess never say never we give the, we give the EU too much power i'm just saying stuff. it's all, it's a it's a possibility um, it may not be you know likely possibility but it's something that could well, happen Ma- microsoft certainly believes at least that the EU is going to break open iOS and give them the opportunity to make a steam of mobile but i just can't help but see that that's not going to go the way they think it is i don't know why they believe this so firmly you know um but it it, it does seem to be the way that things that the eu wants to go the direction the eu wants to go in you know because i suppose in their mindset it's like well you know windows windows being an open platform has led to unprecedented innovation you know there's so so many services and platforms and all that kind of stuff has, has emerged as a result of windows being an open platform and microsoft not taking a 30% cut on things that are made through windows you know like the 30% cut really makes it difficult for new innovations and new markets to thrive and get noticed and get known because you know it, it's a huge overhead you know 30% is a lot of money you know, and if you're an app developer or an app platform and you, you're losing 30%, it really limits what you can potentially do with with your innovations and stuff like that. So they're probably thinking like, man, who who what what would it look like if, if mobile was more like Windows, where like, you know, all these platforms that have benefited society have stemmed from, you know, like if Windows was an open platform, maybe you wouldn't have Google, maybe you wouldn't have, you know, Steam. Well, you definitely wouldn't have Steam, you know, and all this kind of other stuff. You probably have like games for Windows Live would be the dominant thing because Microsoft would just be like, "Well, we're going to close that shit," much like Apple does with iOS, right? Um, but I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole last thing, man. And thank God, right? Thank God that Windows is open because they have a monopoly over over the whole, the whole Windows platform. You know, imagine that if Microsoft had a thirty percent cut on windows and it was a closed ecosystem platform where you had to get everything approved by microsoft much like much like in the way that the windows store is now imagine how much you can't even imagine how much stuff would not have got made because of that you know Mm. i can see i can see the mindset behind it but i think like it's i think it's short-sighted a little bit when it comes to video game platforms because they are sold at a loss or very very close to a loss so I don't know. It's 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 up for this. I don't know. I, presumably, go, the governments and these experts are smarter than us. But yeah, uh, yeah. Adam says, whatever happens next, Xbox needs to find its real identity beyond just play anywhere. Revisiting its twenty, revisiting its two thousand to twenty twelve essence is crucial. 
They're playing it too safe like Disney. Fans are eager for games like Stellar Blade. I mean, Jez said yeah, to me yesterday that, like, why doesn't Microsoft make a ODST game that's like Helldivers 2, essentially? Yeah, I, I was I was literally playing Helldivers and thinking, my God, this is so fun. This is so simple on the face of it. Why isn't there a Halo ODST game where I, I you know, ODST down or whatever it's called and then Battle the Flood, you know, during one of those time periods, you know? I don't know if that's what ODSTs did. Uh, you know, in the lore or whatever. You've always got to watch what you say when it comes to Halo because someone will be in the chat like, oh, but they didn't do that in the lore. It's like, bro, I don't, I don't know the lore. But the, the point stands that there could have been a Halo a Halo game like Left 4 Dead or like um, Deep Rock Galactic, which is absolutely blown up, that could have been this sort of fun little, you know, service game that could do decent numbers, you know, and Hellblade, I think, um, not Hellblade, Helldive is, is going to do good numbers because it feels so damn good to play. So crunchy, you know, when you're blasting the limbs off the bugs and stuff and the bugs are still coming at you with their limbs cut off. It's so crunchy, man. I love the way it feels. But I, I do agree, like, with Stellar Blade, people are really hyped for that game, right? And it's not just because of, like, um, Her ass. The, 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 the assets. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Emphasis on it's not just because of the assets, um, but I do think it's funny that they were they they literally did interviews where they were talking about like yeah we want we want to have sexy characters and we're okay with this because really the gaming industry really trended hard away from this. They were like oh these characters are too sexy let's unsexy them. That like Overwatch launched initially with uh, an array of you know unapologetically sexy characters like Widowmaker and Tracer's infamous pose. And then journalists wrote articles saying, oh, Tracer's too sexy. So Blizzard's like, oh, sorry, we'll make her less sexy. Okay, boss, you know. And it does seem a little bit like after Baldur's Gate and and some other games, like, uh, people are like, oh, okay, the, sex is okay again now. You know, I, it's like, Okay, well, you know, we're trending back in the other way now. A lot of the same outlets that were sort of annoyed about sexiness were like fawning over Baldur's Gate. And I agree, there's a there's a there's a way of doing it. There's a way that can be, you know, come across as like um, unnecessary and exploitative and ob- objectifying in a way. But at the same time, it's like sexy people exist, man. I am an ugly person, and I am totally okay with the fact sexy people exist and i wouldn't mind playing as them in video games you know and we can have equal opportunity sexiness rand everyone says astarian is sexy from Baldur's gate mm. you know you can take off all his clothes if you want to um and people say there's still a break there's still a blade ca- character is sexy you know people say 2b from near automata is sexy i think that's okay i think sexy is okay can we accept sexy again Mm-hmm. Rand, please. I'm okay with this. I mean, I'm fine with sexy. Uh, yeah. Like our sexy chat popping off right now. Yeah. How sexy is chat? You know what would be really sexy? sexy? If you hit the like button. And even more sexy if you subscribed. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Uh, Gamer by Choice says, Rumor was Y2K was going to destroy the world. IRS says, Sorry guys, but the Xbox... Tw- Xbox Twi- Twitter civil uh, war has been funny. Humdrum says that doesn't work, Jazz Ori, to prove this. Uh, Daniel Austin yeah. said Blue Dragon and Viva Pinata are on the DS, though. Uh, that is true. 
BT Maverick says, did you guys think that these leaks could also be an attempt by Xbox to catch a snitch in their building with people walking these back now? Maybe. <clears throat> What's real? Who knows? Right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think when I, I think I when I I talked to Colt last night, we were talking about stuff, and he was mentioning some of these things. I'm just like, I don't believe anything anymore. Right? It just seems like there's too many people that has too much information, and it just seems like I don't know. I sort of felt like it all. It all seemed to me like it all came from like one person. And everybody yeah. was spreading it around like and multiple nights, at least multiple so. people had the same. Inf- I would talk to somebody like, "Oh, I heard the same thing." I'm like, "Really?" And then someone else would have the same thing, and then someone else would have the same thing. I'd be like, "Is this really? What if it's just like one person, but who doesn't have the full picture? So it's kind of everything's obscured and not right." I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I have heard from you know speaking to Xbox people. And like they weren't not for for the sake of leaks, just general conversation. But you know, people have said to me like the lack of transparency that Xbox offers staff is an issue because again, they like us right now, wondering about what's going on. They get half the information, so like maybe they're like, oh, if it's Hi-Fi, then it's all Bethesda, so it's Starfield. Let's tell some sources that Starfield's coming. You know, maybe to create. A, a situation, you know, maybe they're freaking out that their job could be at jeopardy if Microsoft explodes itself chasing Starfield multi-platform. So they put a rumor out there that it's happening to try and make people go up in arms about it to stop it from happening. And then you get this sort of, I don't know, tele- game of telephone trying to figure out what's real and what ain't, you know. So because of because of previous leaks, because of assholes like me, I guess. Microsoft is reticent to to share stuff online, and I've I've been on the record on this show that I've never had someone at Xbox give me information that has led to a, a leaked report. You know, it's usually like I mean I've had it happen, but it's usually like the result of intermediaries. It's usually like things leak via retailers. Things leak via public-facing APIs that aren't secured properly, so they're easy to data mine. You know, data mining is a big thing in you know the World of Warcraft community. You know, they data mine everything, and then they've got whole systems which you know produce all the keywords. And it's like, oh, what does this keyword mean? What does that keyword mean? What does this file do? You know, and all this kind of stuff to the point where Blizzard started encrypting its patches to to hide things that they definitely don't want to leak. Right. So. Um, there's there's all those kind of the reasons, but Microsoft's become like so paranoid about leaks that they aren't sharing the full picture with their own staff, which is why I think like we're getting these half truths coming out. I think, like I say, I was saying earlier, there's this there's this weird rumor going around that Microsoft's going to make third party hardware. I think that's half baked information from someone misunderstanding what Microsoft's strategy is for the Asus Rog Ally and their OEM partners um, with regards to improving Windows itself. Not necessarily they're going to make X, full-blown Xbox hardware. They're not. They're just going to make better Windows gaming devices because Windows right now is fucking terrible for gaming devices. You know, you try using Windows with a touchscreen, it's like, you know, you want to pull your teeth out. It's it's so 
awkward and horrible. And but maybe someone saw that information. It's like, oh my god, Asus is is going to make an Xbox. Oh man, look, they've they've even got an Xbox interface, even though like it's probably for Windows itself or something. You know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think there's there's been a lot of games with telephones and freaking out, and people worried maybe about the, their jobs or Xbox's strategy, and they don't think it's a good idea because they don't have the full picture. You know, so it's diff it's difficult being a corporation that everyone's um got a lot of microscopes on and there's a lot of scrutiny about microsoft right now they they don't know what their plans are for abk they don't know what they're doing right now journalists are looking at them with a microscope because of the layoffs and they should be um but that's the the downside is this is that we as fans and customers now we're all freaked out you know you just gotta just you know after after my initial freak out, I sort of deferred to what MVG was saying, which is just like, you know, wait and see. You know, you don't have the full information. And there were, there were things I was able to debunk, you know, and people like, you know, because I, I can debunk things pretty easily sometimes because, you know, there are people who will tell me if something is wrong because obviously they don't want wrong information out there. So like the whole Toys for Bob thing, like, and the whole Microsoft Game Pass thing, debunk those really, really quickly. But you know, there's other stuff that they can't or won't talk about um, because given a full picture, you might as well just tell everyone, right? Mm. But yeah, it's not all Microsoft's fault. Some of it is, a lot of it is. But these are the these are the breaks, you know, when you when you have a very connected community and stuff like that. Yeah. But MVG was the person to think listen to really on this. Uh, we have Big Afferman saying, do you guys think the business update will all boil down to the OG rumor of just Hi-Fi and just Sea of Thieves? The rest are just case by case. No idea. They probably, maybe they don't even mention Sea of Thieves. Maybe that does was never true. I don't know. Maybe it's just Hi-Fi Rush. But, I mean, I just sort of think if you're doing a business update, something something's changing, right? I don't know if it's something significant, but you're not, the it, how it's always been you're not you're not doing a business update because things are changed, staying the same essentially. No. So whether that's hey we're going to be exploring some games going to other platforms and we'll do it in a case by case basis. Uh, or, First being hi-fi. Yeah, I think hi-fi is a shoe in. But then I still think that would be a wrong way to do it because it's like I sort of feel like they need to be firm and being like, listen, go, ABK all all multiplat forever or whatever like going forward everything's multi-plat for them from them just so you know the expectation of like the games from there because if they just being like oh if they still case by case it and do corpro speak then every single time xbox announces a game people are gonna have a wonder well what about this game what about this game or could it be this game later right i think they need to be like firm with their plans and maybe you know the uh, the person leaking this stuff, uh, n like maybe maybe they felt like oh like he wanted to put pressure on Microsoft because they knew how all this stuff would eventually come out that it would just be mm -hmm. like slowly drip fed and they're like no, and so like he leaks things to certain people a, and they I think someone's made a big mistake. I really do think someone's made a big mistake. Someone's made a big mistake. Yeah. We'll really see. Do. We'll see what next week next week brings. Uh, Chris says my biggest issue is the trolls attacking the Halo community. If you don't want Halo on your PlayStation, you're a problem, or exclusives are a problem. They're treating that three four three drop listing as gospel. That Xbox confirmed. I did see that 
job listing where they said it would, you know, all platforms or whatever it was, but who knows what that means. That could literally just mean all Xbox platforms. Yeah. Uh, Face says, I blame Sate, Amy Hood, and Tim Stewart. James Wiseau says, have a lovely weekend. You too, buddy. Isiler says, Scalebound to be revived on PS5. I just had to. Sorry. There's a weekly Scalebound mention. Uh, Jay Remper says, can we at least admit that most of the gaming media is 100% aligned with PlayStation? They want Xbox to fail. Look at the evidence. I mean... They just don't use uh, it. They're not invested in it, personally. They don't use it. I've all, Yeah, I, I, I think the Xbox tax, quote-unquote, is essentially, you know, uh, how the media doesn't use the system and they aren't invested in it and they don't... Like, you can go listen to some of the mainstream podcasts that talk... That will like, oh, talk about Xbox, and they have no clue what's going on. They have absolutely no clue what's going on on Xbox, and it shows. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, and and maybe they would like a, a scenario where like they don't have to cover Xbox anymore. Maybe that's another beat reporter we or whatever that we don't need to employ. Um, and I, I think there's definitely some outlets that are like super harsh on Xbox stuff. Although the media is still the media. I mean, I don't know who the media would use for the whipping boy. If it went away, right? Because Sony and, and Nintendo are the sacred cows. Who's the whipping boy in this scenario? If if they were to disappear, you know what I mean? Like, are they really thinking about a future when they don't have someone to uh, make fun of and write all these opinion pieces and uh, and stuff? Where they where they or like news in general? Because PlayStation and Nintendo, they're very quiet most of the time. Right? I mean, Xbox is keeping a lot of these people's jobs afloat because there's always something happen. Look look at probably all the clicks everybody got this past week just from reporting all this stuff, right? Somebody, mm. somebody reports about Starfield, like Xbox era, and then boom, here comes IGN with the report and The Verge with the report about it and all this sort of stuff, but... You don't you don't really see that with Nintendo and PlayStation very often. They're they're very much quieter. Here's 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 a here's a question I got for you, Randy. Mm-hmm. Randy Randy McRandall four. Okay. Who and Microsoft stop talking so much? Because I think one of the one of the I'm of the opinion that the... they should. Yes, I've I think I've said before. I think Phil does too many interviews, and it's too many opportunities to back himself into a wall or stick his foot in his mouth because business realities change you could say something in 2020 in 2025 you may have to change just because inflation's raised or you know whatever business priorities shifted and people are gonna be like well you said this back then right so yeah i think xbox because of their challenger brand status they can't sit there and be quiet than playstation they they have to be out there to change the hearts and the minds of everybody, although they're not doing a great job of it, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I really do feel like maybe they should take a back seat. Not saying they shouldn't drop news, but maybe Phil shouldn't do as many interviews, or maybe they need to send somebody else out to do interviews. Maybe, maybe it's Sarah's turn to be out there, maybe more in the spotlight. What about? I don't know. What about? What about? Um, you know, community engagement, like tweets and stuff. You know, like the MV, Xbox MVP program. Well, Xbox MVP program is, over, is, 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 is yeah, been it's terminated. Over. 
Yeah, it's terminated. But it was like that was a huge source of leaks. Yeah, but sure, <laughs> well, okay. That well, yeah, that was a huge source of leaks and half 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 information leaks, as 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 previously suggested. Um, and there's also like um, you know community outreach, like people are you know the articles were like sort of saying xbox shouldn't engage with fans on twitter and and stuff like this and basically saying be more like sony please um so like what about that aspect of it because microsoft's very in the weeds of the community and very upfront and very frank and there are a lot i mean when you go to these shows like phil's there you know and sarah's there and aaron's there and they will meet fans they'll they'll hang out with them you know and all that kind of stuff and they they I mean they did this with Windows Phone too. They cur- they curate this kind of fandom, which again, you know, has been blamed by some. And I'm not saying this is true, but it's been blamed by some as creating these relationships where it does cause people to freak out, you know, because people feel not just personally or monetarily invested, um, but they feel like, you know who said it someone said it it was like if they feel like i think oh no 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 it was on jeff grubb's podcast right so jeff Grubb, um so someone was joke someone was joking it was it was clearly a joke so someone i was watching jeff Grubb's podcast last night very good by the way you should definitely check it out mm-hmm. someone super chatted like um this whole xbox stuff make, makes me feel like i've broken up my with a girlfriend or something like mm. that and they were joking, but there are people out there who probably feel that way, you know? Sure, sure. I mean, when you get emotions tied up in everything, um, things get uh, things get messy. And you say, well, well, you shouldn't get your emotions tied up in a thing. I'm like, hello, have you seen the console war? Have you seen DC versus marvel have you seen wwe versus aew whenever there's sort of a tribalistic us versus them battle for supremacy people internalize their love of the brand as like part of themselves right so when somebody attacks the brand that you love the brand that you like you internalize that as an attack on you that's, so th- that's how, you know, cults work. <laughs> well, right, but like, so you get out there and you defend it, right? You'd be like, no, 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 no. Or when the 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 brand that you love, the the competitor to it, say, is getting a lot of praise, you'll go out of your way to attack and uh, degrade that brand by saying, oh, their their shoes aren't that good, or their their superheroes are shit, their stories are garbage, or their games are trash. You see it all the time in, in a lot of things. Even, like Sports is sort of like this to an extent, right? The Chicago Bears are the best, and the Packers suck, right? And people get really emotional. I remember I told this story in Xbox 2 uh, Why are Ultimate, they the Packers? Because they, they pack cheese? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea that's why they're called the Green very, Bay Packers. That's a, that's a very strange but, name for a team. But he, 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 uh. he, it's I don't think it's weird that people get emotional about this stuff. I mean, we when when the Bears were in the Super Bowl in 2007, we were all all my buddies were were watching it together. And my one buddy was a huge Bears fan, right? He had the jersey. I think he had the Rex Grossman jersey. No, he had the Brian Urlacher jersey. And the Bears lost the Super Bowl. And like most common people, be like, okay, you're just a tad upset. Like, ah, damn it, 
I really wanted to see the Bears win the Super Bowl in my lifetime. Right? And maybe maybe you're pissed off for like a minute and you're like, ah, whatever. Get on with my life. My friend started crying. Started <laughs> crying. Started th- I haven't just listened to the show because you're, call- you're, you're calling him out right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't talked. I haven't <laughs> seen him in 20 years, so what does it even oh, matter? Okay. And I, right. you know, started throwing around like furniture. Started getting into fights, bro. So I was like, what? At this time, I was maybe like 24. I forget how old I was. It was in my twenties, and this guy was old. Ago. This guy was older than me, and he was literally having a meltdown. Like a family member died. Like it was like they just came home from the hospital and was like, "Guess what? Dad passed away." That's the sort of reaction I saw from this. My buddy literally having a meltdown because the Bears lost the Super Bowl. Tears streaming down his face. He took off his he took off his jersey. He burned his jersey in the front yard, right? <laughs> and I mean, I thought it was nuts. I thought it was nuts for people to react that way, right? But I mean, you mm-hmm. see it in all this sort of stuff. Like when people internalize their love for a brand and make it their their persona, like this sort of things can happen, and it can be really really messy. Uh, we got Tom Mills saying, hey, Jez and Rand, hope you're good. Do you see Phil Sarah leaving this year? And what will happen to the future no. of Xbox? What are you currently playing? I'm playing Nobody's Grand Blue Fantasy leaving. Relink on Steam. I mean, Jez is playing Helldivers 2. I'm playing Suicide Squad. Uh, I don't really, I don't think anybody's going to leave. Everybody just kind of got promotions. Uh, as yeah, for the future of Xbox, we'll find out next week. Because, I mean, Phil did say what the future of Xbox is. We'll find out next week, so... I'm bullish. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm bullish. Joe bro. says, Jez... The future of Xbox is good. It's more the meme silence, wench. I don't want to be horny. I want to be happy. And then Baldur's Gate said, Who said you can't be horny and happy? <laughs> so I like that. Yeah. Jason says, Jez, what's your feeling on War Within? Oh, War Within. I'm I'm pretty hopeful for it because um, uh, Chris Metzen's back. So Chris Metzen's one of the Blizzard OGs. He wrote all the best expansions and then retired. Um, and then he was like, you know what? I don't like being retired. I'm coming back. So Chris Metzen's back. And the writer who wrote all the, the expansions everyone hates has left in November. <laughs> So um, uh, Steve Denuza left, and I think I think people people pounced on Steve Denuza because they just wanted someone to blame for the way things had gone. I, I mean, I don't know if that's fair or not. I'm not wasn't a fly in the wall there, but um, people are sort of hopeful the story would be better. The gameplay has been on point for a long time. I just hope that Microsoft will keep investing in it. And it did sound a little bit like very few of the layoffs fell in the Warcraft lap. Warcraft's been doing very well. Holly Longdale leading the charge. She's doing an amazing job. You know, Warcraft Classic has this whole new mode, and people love that. And, you know, there's there's other stuff coming, I've heard, which I can't talk about. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited about the future of WoW, actually. But I'm not playing it at the moment because uh, season's over. No, nothing to do. So mm-hmm. kind of just trying to catch up with the old backlog. Yeah. Uh, Adam says there's speculation that there will be a gaming crash very soon, especially after layoffs and games not making sales. Some expect Nintendo to save us. 
I think the the crash is already here. I mean, GIIndustry.biz put out an uh, an article today saying that um, every platform is projected to shrink this year in terms of sales. I think they said Sony was going to shrink 17%, Nintendo was going to sh- shrink 30% year over year. Um, you know, and I think we're certainly we're predicting that in our own company because one of the one of the the ways we make money in our company is to recommend products, you know, and then um you know, if if they're good and then like um you know, companies will if we uh you know, Amazon, sorry, Amazon, you know, you've got all those Amazon links on the on the on the site and then amazon will you know give us a cut if um if someone uses our site to buy stuff from amazon but no one's buying anything because everyone's sort of bearish on the economy right now and it's really strange Ram, because unemployment's really low the stock market's up which are usually signs of a strong economy right mm-hmm. but people are still really really nervous like not just in gaming but across the board I need to read more on why this is, I suppose, but that's just the economy we're in right now. I don't know why. But Rand, you've got the economics degree, so why why don't you fill us in? No, I don't I don't have an economics degree. Oh. Is that fake news? I mean apparently everything's fake news today, I guess. Yeah, I will. Everything. Everything. Uh, Supernova says Sony restricts third party from Xbox Nintendo has great exclusives. And Microsoft is like, we are a good guy by losing Xbox identity and become worth this by releasing first party to competitors, which is crazy. I mean, yeah, I'm not a fan of the idea of releasing all your games on competitor platforms because I think it, dec- I think it re- reduces the incentive for people to invest in your hardware and your ecosystem, which then, you know, if the, if the console user base declines, then it may not get supported by third-party developers, and then it's a hop, skip, and a jump into no more hardware and no more support, like as what you would call a debt spiral, right? I'm, I, I think it's a mistake. Is it a mistake if it's just a couple games here and there? Probably not. If they message it properly, it's probably not a big deal. Like even like in a vacuum, Hi-Fi Rush going to PlayStation is and Switch is. Not a not a big deal at all. Nobody's people might care that do list wars because you just lost, you know, a game uh, that you can brag about in the same way PlayStation guys lost like MLB the Show and nobody ever talks about it. Any again, like seriously, MLB the Show used to be a game PlayStation fans would lord over everybody, and now nobody talks about it because it's multi platform, right? Um, so, damn, I I lost my train of thought because I I saw something or somebody DM'd me. What was I talking about, Jez? (laughs) I was, completely um, lost my train of thought. I wasn't listening. Oh, you weren't paying attention. (laughs) You weren't paying it. What was I, what was I saying? I've completely just like, oh man, was it a super chat you were reacting to or something? Oh, I was talking about like why. Oh, I was saying essentially like nothing, you know, like Hi Fi Rush coming to PlayStation in the grand scheme of things is nothing, right? And even if you move outside of like the Twitter sphere and like the social media sphere, the people buying Xboxes or PlayStations don't even know what Hi Fi Rush is, right? So you could make the argument that like, eh, 
it would have zero impact at all. What would have impact if it was like a really a big strategic shift of like, okay, well, all the Bethesda games are now day one on PlayStation. Some Xbox game studio games will go and ABK's third party. That might have an impact down the road. Maybe not right now, but maybe for the like the future. Maybe for like when Microsoft tries to sell you the next piece of hardware, it might be a difficult sell because people will be like, well, why would I want to buy this when I can just get all your stuff on somebody else's platform? Because you're essentially just you know, maybe making your competitor's platform a better value to people. I can get PlayStation games and Xbox games and basically all the third-party games. Why would I ever consider playing on something else? Right? Are you talking about PlayStation or the Steam Deck right now? I'm talking. Hmm. I was. I was just talking about like why I think <laughs> Xbox like you putting ta- you all could, their games everywhere ta- is well, yeah, you, right. You could be talking about the Steam Deck though. But I mean, I guess it all comes uh, down man. to you know what they say on Monday. Do they be really firm and and lay out their plans about like what is and what isn't, or do they just kind of shuck and jive us a little bit? Do some corpo speak, and we're still they'll left be, guessing. There'll be, be corpo speak on the bingo card, I think. Corpo speak on the bingo card. You know? Mm. Uh, Scarecrow, 121, member 47 months. My fave boys, Xbox 2 Ultimate this week was awesome. All the best, and see you in the Discord. Rand, turn on gifting memberships. I have no idea how. I've looked. I don't see the option to. I mean, I'll try. I'll have a look, I'll have a look for you. Uh, I'll have a look. J Boy on the run says gamers need to grow up from exclusive nonsense. Uh, GT Mm. Battle says a few episodes ago, Jess said there was a Dead Rising game in development could possibly be canceled at this point. Do you guys think Dead Rising could benefit from a Resident Evil style remake? Sure. I mean, one of the one of the Cap. We didn't talk about this, but Capcom put out a survey recently where they're asking what franchises would you like to see come back revived remastered or sequeled mm-hmm. one of them was dragon's dogma which we know is happening so mm-hmm. they, they needn't have bothered putting that in there but some of the others were like dead rising dino crisis on emusha akami um so yeah it's kind of weird because my source on the dead rising thing absolutely rock solid but at the same time it was probably way too early and i probably shouldn't have said anything um so yeah maybe it did get cancelled or something like that but clearly Capcom is still, you know, in the in the the mindset that Dead Rising could be a thing again. I think it just needs to be developed by maybe one of their core teams, um, you know, on the RE engine. And, you know, they've probably looked at Exoprimal and what Exoprimal does. And I don't think Exoprimal probably didn't do the numbers they thought it could have maybe have done. But they will have learned a lot from Exoprimal. And I think like a Dead, a dead Rising, that sort of, was sort of on the same sort of quality level as maybe like uh i don't know the rock galactic or maybe even hell dives i really do think hell i'm bullish on hell dives man i'm bullish bro i'm using a lot of investor speed recently and i don't know why but i'm, I'm bullish i'm bullish on hell divers. um and i'd be bullish on dead rising coming back someday i don't know if that project's still alive uh maybe i could ask and find out try and get an update on it but yeah, I, what, I did you vote in that poll round? What Capcom franchise would you want to see come back? I wanted to vote for Breath of Fire, but I don't think it was an option. Mm, I mean, I would like to see Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis comes back, but that'd be it. Yeah, I, that would go. I got my vote. 
Uh, Chiefman says, what if they announce they are buying Sega for Multiplats next week? Uh, <laughs> oh. I mean, doubtful. How would you fit? How would you? Would that? Okay, imagine this, Rand. They say, okay, we're, we're currently in the process of acquiring Sega and working with Japan, Japanese regulators or something like that. And, and then after that, they were like, oh, by the way, some of our games will start going multi platform. Is that is that is that enough of a conv- is that enough to convince you that they're still in it to win it? But <laughs> but uh, well, they're in it to win it to make as much money as they possibly can. I mean, that's the whole point, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah. I guess how they d- determine how to make the most money they can is up to them, and maybe that's changed over the years. Uh, J Boy says, "Jazz from an Xbox guy." While console news don't hold it, I guess he wants. Oh man, he wants while wow. I, I have. I don't know a damn thing about welcome to console. I, I mean, they've always talked about, they talk about it and they think about it. Probably with Xbox on board, they're probably thinking about it more than ever. I think it will happen. I also think, I, I think the the way they do it, it has to be separate servers, man. It needs to be separate servers, separate balance, because it just, I don't think it'll work if it's got the PC balance in it. It'd be too hard to play that game properly with the controller, I think. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm bullish. I'm bullish on that. You're bullish on it. Yeah. Well, you know, let's uh let's get some Patreon questions. Cause I mean, I don't know how much more there is to talk about the rumors that all yeah. happened this week and what we expect from the business update or the consoles, you know, the the handheld and all that sort of stuff. I guess like uh I saw Take Two said like Grand Theft Auto Six is you know they're aiming for per- perfection and it looks like it might release after April of 2025. So it seems like we maybe it's probably going to be a fall they've release done game. This before man, I know they've done this before where they announced the launch date and then almost well, they immediately they haven't delay launched, it. They haven't launched. They haven't announced the launch date. Just give a year. They haven't said the date. Oh, okay, but I mean Still, Rockstar games Red usually Dead got delayed, right? If I remember correctly. Well, most Red Dead Isn't most it? most Rockstar games will get the original date and then they'll get delayed to the second one and sometimes they get delayed to the third one so i'm just assuming at this point grand theft auto is a fall game like september or something which is a long time from now and you're probably going to see a lot of yeah this year you're probably going to see a lot of uh decreases in, in consoles uh sony microsoft and nintendo will probably sell less this year until their new hardware releases like the ps5 pro or the switch 2 at the end of the year and then who knows how well the ps5 pro will do depending on how it's priced Right, I mean, if Sony's margins are already super thin as they're as they are, I can't see them trying to sell that thing at at a loss. So if you're, you know, they're gonna try to sell the PS5 Pro at six hundred, six fifty, seven hundred. Is are, do people want it and need it? Uh, you know, I, it's gonna be a tough sell, uh, especially if like Grand Theft Auto doesn't come out until another year, right? But um, maybe maybe they have their own games to take advantage of that. And obviously, I think people are are ready for a new Switch. Um, but yeah, I'm ready, let's, baby. Let's. Uh, will you will you buy the new Switch? Because you we'll you see. own a Switch. But I do. You famously hate Nintendo. That is true. We'll see. Maybe maybe Jeff Grubb will get me one, so I can play some some Nintendo I, games on yeah. there. Uh, all right, we I have he was a YouTube millionaire like you. I, yeah, we got Silas. Greetings, Randa Jez. If you guys were offered life-changing money to do a weekly podcast together that had nothing to do with gaming or tech, what would you guys podcast about knowing that you both actually needed to have knowledge regarding the subject? Oh, well, we talked about this at the start <laughs> of the show. 
Yeah. WWE podcast, baby. Like, I haven't watched WWE for a really long time, and I'm talking decades, right? But, like, me, me and my friends randomly started watching it while we were drunk. And then we were like, oh, actually, this is, this is not bad. It's not bad. And then all this drama started. We watched the Rumble the, 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 the other week, like a sort of event, hanging out. And then now all this stuff with the rocks blown up. And it's given me this massive nostalgia about heel rock and stuff like that. And, you know, Hollywood rock and all this stuff. And it's like, man, I'm, I'm so back. I am so back now. We're back on the WWE train. You know, Triple H running the show. And Vince McMahon very much out of the picture. <laughs> um, very aggressively out of the picture. So, uh, yeah, uh, that would be WWE podcast for me. But I don't know how Rand feels any differently. I mean, feel differently, man. Sure, you yeah, talked about it, different. so we book, could we could book, do that. I mean, book, I haven't podcast. watched I haven't watched it in in uh, in, in, in a while. So, yeah, we could do we could do a WWE podcast. Maybe we could do a book podcast. Oh, you don't read books, you wouldn't want to do that. I'm reading. I'm reading Dune. Okay. I'm okay. also. I'm also reading Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky. Yes. Uh, uh, the Don. The super chat says, "Is is that event definitely next Monday?" Phil just said next week in his tweet. Where is everyone getting Monday from? Have I missed something? Uh, I don't think so. Just people are saying Monday because it's probably a safe bet. But I don't believe anything right now. So maybe it gets announced on Monday. Uh, for a Wednesday, or maybe maybe it does drop on like a YouTube video drops on Monday. I don't know. I don't know. No idea. I've no, I've no clue. Yeah. Uh, we have let's see. Nate Miller saying backlog management. Do you guys do this? And what websites or apps do you use? I personally use and love the GG app. I just pin the games that I want to play on my dashboard as part of a group. Huh. And that's it. Like, all right, I want to play this. I, I, pin I it don't there. manage it at all, as you can probably guess. Yes, Jez, Jez doesn't manage it. Uh, BT Maverick says, hey, Xbox Two buddies, I'm sure after a long discussion of all the rumors, let's change it up for a second with this hypothetical question, or hypocritical question. Can Pinocchio, Can Pinocchio's make his own nose grow by simply stating his nose will grow right now. Thank you guys and appreciate what you Holy do for our community. Hmm. Bruh. Can Pinocchio like... make his own nose grow by simply stating that his nose will grow right now? That is Well, that's kind of like you divide by zero and then cause Well, the let's apocalypse. see. So Pinocchio's nose only grows when he lies, right? Yeah. And if he says his nose will grow, and he's lying, then it will grow. And, and he thinks... Well, wouldn't it have to be like he knows it's not going to grow? Would it, for a lie, right? Like the old Seinfeld thing is like, if you believe it, it's not a lie, right? I suppose, I suppose it's... Um, so if he believes that his we, nose will grow, it. it's he's telling the truth, therefore it wouldn't grow. Well, I suppose we get into ne- neurochemistry then, because it, what what if he's like... He starts having intrusive thoughts, thinking like, oh, God, I can't lie. I can't lie. Or otherwise, I will lie. And then by doing that, he does lie. So I suppose it, it depends really on the mechanism by which his brain chemistry, which is wood, and what what's the actual me- mechanism that makes his nose grow? Which, which moment the lies committed creates the nose growth? 
So we'd have to hook him up to an Elon Musk Neuralink, and we'd have to <laughs> we'd have to track the exact moment that he that he you know or a polygraph or something. But even polygraphs aren't accurate, are they? I don't know, man. You can trick, is... you can trick polygraphs, yes. Yeah, that is that is. Um... We need to get a neuroscientist on this one. I think. <laughs> yeah, sure. So there's any, but then again, is there any neuroscientists out there that specialize in wooden brains? Does Pinocchio even have a brain? Are we talking Pinocchio, I mean, Pinocchio, Pinocchio or Liza P. Pinocchio? I, it's a good question. But Pinocchio does become a real boy with the real brain. So does his nose still grow when he's a real boy? I don't think so. No. No. Hmm. I will ponder this question. Uh, Lazar Wolf says, I can't wait for the Starfield PS5 Metacritic score. It's either going to be a 90 or a 60. Well, I mean, judging Ooh, from... You know what? I would... Uh, you know, part of me is like, they should do it just to see what happens. Because it would be the same game. Uh-huh. And it would be so intriguing but to see how the same... But with all the updates same... and stuff, maybe it's better. No, 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 no. But imagine without any of the updates. Mm. But with the, with, with, with the discourse. Now, outlets would be like... Oh, but we gave it this score last time, but now now everyone's mad about Starfield. So can we still give it the same score? And then you like they have like these mental gymnastics. I almost want it to happen just to see what would happen. Mm. Oh man! But yeah, that's an interesting question. It's it's almost a bit like the Pinocchio nose growing thing, you know? Yeah, Schrodinger's Schroding, review. Schrodinger's review. Um. But at least according to the newest info, maybe Starfield will never come to PlayStation, so that Metacritic will be a big fat NA or zero for something something that never happens. Hugh says, yeah. uh, hola amigos, with Xbox's new emphasis on mobile, do you think they might ever bring back the Windows phone? Perhaps even Xbox branded one. I don't uh, think so. No, I don't think so no. either. Uh did you all see the Epic's market valuation has dropped from thirty one point five billion to twenty two point five billion? Why do you think their value has dropped so drastically? Fortnite probably not doing as well, I would imagine. Yeah, I think so. I think that's it. But, I mean, it's still a lot of money. Are uh, you bullish on Epic Games? I mean, Epic Games is doing everything they they can, right? Having, like, individual games within Fortnite, like Lego, the Lego game or the racing game, this this deal with Disney... I mean, they are really going hard uh, to keep Fortnite and whatever they're they're doing, like whether it's like a metaverse metaverse thing, and into keeping it as you know a, a thing that mm. just prints money. You got to respect that at least. They're not resting on their laurels, right? Like no, PUBG, it's just a battle royale game. It's it's they've never done anything else. Like Fortnite has 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 changed the game. Like there's so many different things, and I and I respect them for doing all that sort of stuff. You know, most companies would just stand pat and then worry about their game declining. But they're doing they're doing whatever it takes, you know, to win back consumer interest. They're not just being. They're not gonna go. They're not just gonna like you know uh, go quietly into the night, right? They're gonna be like, no, we. All right, let's 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 do this. The Disney stuff should help, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta respect that at least. I respect that, bro. I respect it, bro. Uh, Jonathan Wall says, "What's up, dudes?" Two part question. For one, is easy, and it's American social construct. One, who is going to win the Super Bowl? San Fran or KC? 
or all you're just watching the Usher halftime show. I mean, I think Kansas City's gonna win. And my oh, Rand, but you're not allowed, you're not allowed to be a fan of something, bro. So what are you talking about? That, I guess that's true. Uh, my sisters are obviously rooting for Kansas City because they're both huge Taylor Swift fans. Uh, what does Taylor Swift have to do with the Super Bowl? Because she's dating the dude on the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, is that why I've seen a conspiracy theory saying that Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl is a, a CIA yes. psyop? Yes. <laughs> okay. And now I understand. I was just like, I, I saw that and I was like, Jesus, what's America doing now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, with all this Xbox future talk going on, I tend to have found myself more self-aware of the fact that I felt like I was taking an L, even though at the end of the day, nothing is going to change in terms of gaming in my household. With social media such a big thing in a lot of people's lives, do you think that was one of the issues with the future of Xbox blowing up? With Twitter people making such a big deal out of it, the regular world has no idea. In my opinion, I think a few things will change with the ecosystem, with maybe one or two titles making other platforms, but at the end of the day, Xbox will still have a platform after next week. I do think I do think a lot of people, like, you know, myself included, probably feel like, um, you know, betrayed in a way by the, the mere possibility that they could do this, because... You know, a lot of us have been out here for years kind of like fighting like, oh, Xbox needs an answer to Spider-Man. Oh, great, we got Indiana Jones. Xbox needs to invest in more studios. Oh, great, we got Zenimax. And and like it, it felt like they were reacting to the desires of the customer a lot of the time, right? So in the sort of... And it sort of reinforces your, you know, investment in the, the platform and the brand and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, yeah, we are winning. We are getting them. They are listening. We are getting them to listen. And then they do something like this, which at least on paper, um, you know, presuming it was true that Starfield was being considered for other platforms. And again, we don't know if it is until next week, potentially. And even then, like maybe they just don't talk about it. Um, uh, It feels like they've sort of, you know, the, 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 the covenant between Xbox and the people that they're taking feedback from has kind of, uh, broken and that now that they're, they're sort of only listening to the money you know and it's it's just sort of like a reminder that it's like it sort of like brings you back down to earth and it's kind of like oh we're not friends with this they are a corporation at the end of the day blah 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 blah. and i think like once you once you accept that fact and you sort of you take a step back after after a second and really think about it it's like corporations are going to cooperate right and um but at the same time i think like when you actually look at the corp- the corporate side of it, they still want to get that mon- that that you know Fortnite money. They still want to get all those microtransactions money, and they still want to sell games, and they still want developers to feel like that Xbox is a desirable place to put content. And I think like if you undermine if you undermine the the idea of value in the console platform, which is still their core driver of revenue, then you know I don't think they would do make a decision which was going to create that scenario like expanding to pc is a risk expanding to new markets is a risk the thing that isn't a risk is continuing to invest in the quality of the console because those users are locked in and yeah maybe we'll eventually die but that's for someone else to consider you know it's not for phil to consider it's decades down the line so yeah i'm i'm not worried about what they're going to say next week there's still i know there's still going to be hardware i still i know there's still going to be a platform and like like you said most people's experiences won't change day to day you know i suppose what's going to be more interesting is like how the 
the media try to spin it into a negative, into more of a negative than it is. And like kind of what the media was doing to Windows Phone back in the day. Like people were saying like, oh, Windows Phone is dead. And they were saying that like years before it actually died. And it became this sort of, it became this sort of feedback loop where the media would say Windows Phone is dead. Normies would believe that it's dead and think, oh, I'm staying away from that. And I think there's that risk as well. And I think that's why like some people, when there's a lot, there's a, there's a logic there where it's like, if this is something that's bad or something that could be spun as a negative in the mainstream media, that could trigger this death spiral, which a lot of us are thinking about. Right. So yeah, there's a lot of facets to this and I suppose we just need to wait now and not freak out and see what, see what they're saying next week. You know, Mm -hmm. it's going to be fun. Uh, let's see. We have, uh, Caldweb saying, Jez, do you have any thoughts on why the Xbox PC store does not get most major games still? Microsoft dropped the requirement for UWP apps in 2019, so why have they not been working to get more games on their PC store? I personally would prefer UWP apps because it would probably be play anywhere. I'm okay with buying the game twice as long as my achievements and progress sync properly. Well, one of the things is that they're kind of depreciating um deprecating uh, depreciate deprecate i don't don't know which which word you use in that context but they're they're reducing uwp from a gaming context so like i also prefer uwp apps for games i think they're they're run way better um and they often handle better when you're you're using multiple monitors like it's really easy to move a uwp game from one monitor to the other sometimes and some games like some some older games that are you know Win thirty two they they require a full blown reboot to to change from you know full screen to windowed mode and stuff like that. Um, that's becoming less and less of an issue with modern games. But but anyways, uh, yeah, I don't I I don't know I don't know the answer to this. I think I suppose the, the I'll tell you, I'll tell you the answer for user this. base. I'll tell you. It's because nobody uses the Windows Store. It's yeah, not worth it for the companies to port their games to a store that nobody uses, which is why, which is the concern that I have about like the future, like what could potentially happen if uh, you know demand for the hardware goes down and you end this thing where nobody wants an Xbox because they don't really have anything special to offer, right? The reason you don't get any people don't put games on the Windows Store like Hogwarts Legacy or Resident Evil 4 or literally any of the big games is because nobody's Resident buying games on, on the Windows Store. Store. There's nothing there. And the only games that come to the store are basically like games that have a Game Pass deal that Microsoft is dropping a bag on that are Xbox Play Anywhere. That's it. If people Resident Evil 4 is on the Windows Store, bro. The what? Resident Evil 4 is on the Windows Store, bro. Is it? I think so. Oh, oh no, I'm thinking of Resident Evil 7. But that was a Game Pass thing, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. I'm just saying, the reason why... No, 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 you're right. Resident Evil 4 is not there. Resident Evil 2 and 7 is, though. That's so weird. It's... That's, exactly, that's exactly it. It's, it's, it's Nobody like the uses app, the yeah. store. Nobody buys games on that store, so developers don't put their games on the store. Yeah. It's a, I think it's Nobody buys games. Nobody buys games on the store because there are no games on the store. And there's no games on the store because nobody buys games on the store. It's the chicken and egg thing, right? Yeah. Um, but I think GD- Microsoft has a presence at GDC, and they will probably, I mean, they'll probably talk about initiatives to to boost this. And again, that's another reason why Xbox 
console isn't going away because if like one of the only ways you can get developers to even consider bringing games to PC is because of the Xbox console install base, you kind of lose that if you lose the console. No, I don't know. Mm. Hopefully, uh, Microsoft realizes that. We have Aaron. Besides exclusive games or Game Pass, what could make the next gen Xbox a more desirable product than it is now? I mean, that's kind of unheldness. I mean, systems are always defined by their their games, you know, and their services, which would be Game Pass. I guess Jez would say, "Hey, here's a handheld. Maybe that's would make it a desirable product if." Handhelds are the wave of the future, essentially. I think I think handheld for some markets, the power narrative for other markets. I still think they need to have the power for for the U.S. market because we know Americans like Americans like big cars. They like big consoles too. So yeah. I think they need to have. But I think like some other markets, like a handheld, would be a way better play. Like the Nintendo Switch broke. I think it's the best selling console of all time in Japan now. And I think part of that is because of its, you know, size and portable nature. You know, I kind of feel like you, um, you know, you, you preclude a lot of the market if you make your, your devices too damn big. Like I literally don't have a PlayStation, at least in part. I don't have space for it. I physically don't have space for it. You know, and I think that's also why Connect flopped is because, you know, outside of North America, people have small rooms, man. I'm like I, I I remember unboxing my Xbox One. It was like, oh, by the way, you need like six six foot square to play this. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Who who in the north of England has six foot of space in a room? I just I'm like, what what sort of lab was this made in where they thought this was going to be a viable product? You know, to force on people. So I pretty much only use that shit as like a, uh, an Alexa. You know, I didn't. You couldn't play games with it because it wasn't physical space for it. It was just impossible. So. I think like a lot of people would consider a handheld and it would fit into their life better as a companion device. I think they're probably looking at the Series S and how that's done as a companion device. And I think one of the selling points of the Series S is that it's small and portable. You can tuck it away really easily. How do you how do you double down on that? You make it portable. You make it fully portable, you know? So I think there's a lot of a lot of things they can do and explore, and I think they will. And that's why I don't think people need to people don't shouldn't freak out just yet. Uh, sick and tired says a couple points. Firstly, people keep saying that Microsoft needs to go first party, as the install base of Xbox isn't as good as Sony's. I think he means third party. This isn't true, as Microsoft has both the Xbox install base and the PC install base, which, when combined, is a lot bigger than PlayStation has. Secondly, if Microsoft goes third party, they're betting the extra sales on PlayStation of the four games they might release a year will exceed the revenue they make on the Xbox console through third party game sales, V bucks, etc. Whoever thinks that would play out to be true are idiots and no place in business. Sony release one or two first-party games a year, yet the revenue from gaming is the same as Microsoft with ABK. It's the ecosystem that brings in the money, not sales of their exclusives. He's completely right. You know, it is the ecosystem, and you know, like I said, Microsoft said their their monthly active users on console are higher than ever. You know, if 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 the if the platform was shrinking, that would denote that they're losing market share to Sony. But clearly they're not, you know. So people are buying, they're either buying Xboxes as companion devices or Microsoft has just been much slower to move the Xbox One install base across. I've heard, Rand, that a significant amount of people still play on 360 actively, Mm. you know, and still subscribe to Xbox Live Gold actively on on Xbox 360, playing 
old school games like Call of Duty, you know, and, and this is kind of like those are still Xbox users too, contributing to the revenue stream. You know, don't know. It's probably not a lot of people, probably not in the millions. I'm, I'm you know, I'm told it's significant enough that it shouldn't be completely ignored, you know, or at least the fact that it shouldn't be ignored. And also Xbox One as well. People playing Fortnite on Xbox One or Overwatch on Xbox One or COD on Xbox One. A lot of them just feel like they don't need to upgrade. I've got a friend, right? All she does is play Overwatch. That's all she does. She plays Overwatch, 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 Overwatch on an Xbox One S. I'm like, why don't you upgrade to Xbox Series S? You get like 120 hertz or whatever. And she's like, why? I don't, I don't care. And she's like higher ranked than me in ranked play. So it's like, okay. Like, she should be telling me, like, why should, why should I upgrade to get Overwatch at 120 frames when she's higher ranked than me in rank mode? So, you know. Yeah. It is the ecosystem that matters, and the ecosystem is in a good place. There's no denying that. Mm. I think, yeah, people just hate change. Uh, yep. Yeah. Eric Gregory, long-time listener, first-time writer. As an indie dev, I love the idea of Xbox sharing their games with more people, but as an Xbox fan from the OG days, it seems they only tried until the 8th generation of consoles, and from then on, only neglect the fans and treat them as second-class gamers. Should Xbox even respond to the fans due to their lack of support for the Xbox fans? Thanks in advance, Jazz, and Physical Rand. P.S. Scalebound. <laughs> oh, damn, there's a Scalebound. Yeah. It's like, Scalebound's we, like we the already, We already did have a Scalebound mention, so. Oh, we did, we? Yes, we did. Okay, well, I, one thing that I really think Xbox does poorly is marketing. You know, the, the fact that I, sh- I shouldn't be able, in this day and age, to talk to a gamer, someone who actively plays games on PlayStation or Xbox or Nintendo Switch, and for them to reply, I don't know what Game Pass is. Why is that happening? Why, why is it that Microsoft can't reach these people? You know, everyone knows what Netflix is. Everyone knows what Disney Plus is. You know, why can't Microsoft reach actual core console gamers with the Xbox Game Pass message and benefits? I can't, you know, I can't believe this is anything other than low marketing spend. I never see ads for Xbox in the UK, ever. You know, I think the Persona 5 ads that they did for, for New York was such an outlier. Like, you rarely ever see that, you know. And, like, I was driving up the street the other day, and I saw a Suicide Squad PlayStation billboard in my town. And I was like, you just never see that for Xbox games. And this is for Suicide Squad, for God's sake. And it was a terrible billboard. It had, like, the, the bullseye with Suicide Squad written out in different directions, and it was next to the road. Like, unless you were stuck in traffic, you wouldn't even know what that ad was. But the one thing you would know was the big PlayStation logo at the bottom of it, you know. So, like, the, su- the, the suicide imagery, the, graphic, the graphics were terrible. Like, just driving past, you wouldn't be able to tell what that was. But you still saw the big PlayStation logo. Xbox has no presence, you know. So I do think that's part of the issue here, that no one knows, you know, anything about the Xbox ecosystem. So it's easy for people to dismiss it, you know. Hmm. Am I right about that? We have uh, Chris Sanders. Uh, what's up, guys? Hope you hope you and yours are well. I don't understand the freak out to games going to other consoles when they already ship everything on a different platform. Let's say everything goes to PlayStation day and date, which is the worst case scenario. They're already on PC day and date. And like Jess said, they'd rather you not buy a console if you're only going to buy one or two games, which is why he said PC doesn't matter. What's the difference here? If a PlayStation gamer buys an Xbox for one or two games, maybe subs the Game Pass for a month, and now and again when a few games they want to play are out, 
Why not just up the margins and let them buy on the console of choice? Realistically, no one's going to switch consoles and leave all their purchases behind. Most people are casual and don't even care. They still get revenue from everything sold on their platform, plus 70% of all their stuff sold on PlayStation and or Switch. I don't see the difference from everything going to PC, no matter what people think. It is a different platform, and doing that already devalues the console, in my opinion. Why not go full hog? As a side note, I'm not convinced it was ever a serious consideration for Microsoft, just something spoke about in passing that's leaked. It's funny seeing journalists like Tom Warren try and backtrack with that gift after the mass hysteria and garnering maximum click-throughs. Or clicks, though. Not so much a question. Just want your thoughts on this. I'm primarily a PlayStation gamer, but I tune in to you guys every week. Just signed up to the Patreon to show my appreciation for you guys. Well, thank you. Been listening since the beginning when bottle feeding my youngest daughter and she just turned seven. Damn. Just turned seven. We've been doing it seven years. Well, thank you for uh, signing up for the Patreon. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's that's really humbling. That's people who just play on PlayStation and want to listen as well. What is I mean, what is uh, what does really Hoglaw always say? Reasonable reasonable minds can differ, right? This is one of those things yeah. where you know Chris points out like why he think it's who wouldn't be a big deal if no, I mean Xbox went everywhere, right? Like put their games on every platform or sold the stuff. There is so there is the argument. You know, it, it's ultimately a battle between glasses half full versus glasses half empty. It's there is an argument that no one would care and that it'd be probably be fine and that everyone's freaking out over nothing. And that's, that's, you know, in the optimistic world, maybe that's completely right. You know, I can completely see that point and maybe Microsoft's right. And maybe they've done like a, a really great analysis on why it wouldn't be such a freak out. But like the thing that they can't account for is the way people are going to freak out and people are going to react to it and how the media might react to it and all that kind of stuff that, they're often really bad at that, but I completely appreciate the the idea, or at least the concept that maybe people are just overly negative, and that their freakout is for over nothing, and that it'll actually be completely fine, and that it was never going to be a big deal anyway. So, I mean, it's hard to speak against that, really. I mean, he could be completely right, but we, no, none of us have got a crystal ball, and we just kind of have to roll with the information we've got as and when we get it you know um yeah it's one of those things where it's like maybe they're right maybe chris is right maybe they do this and it's nobody cares and xbox continues maybe, on maybe it's and... even better maybe they use the money from playstation to make xbox even better maybe they use the money from playstation to get timed exclusives maybe they use the place the money to attack sony you know or um, you could say maybe by putting their games on the other platforms that they pressure Sony and Nintendo to maybe consider putting their games on their platform. Yeah. Like if Xbox maybe puts they, the games on there, it's like, more... look at how much money we're making. That it, it's sort of like PlayStation's like, well, maybe we should do that too. Right? Maybe it markets the platform. Maybe like when there's a game on your on your PlayStation with Xbox Game Studios splashed all over it. Maybe that maybe people start thinking, you know what? Actually, I would like to play this on on my handheld, and maybe they think like, okay, well, I and maybe Sony lets them do the Xbox login thing and transfers their progress. I mean, there's no reason why they shouldn't, right? I mean, if they if they're letting Larry and and, and um, Cyberpunk, um, CD Projekt Red put their own proprietary cloud progression system into the stuff there's no reason why they shouldn't allow microsoft to do it and they have allowed microsoft to do it with minecraft uh, minecraft realms and minecraft dungeons so imagine this imagine a scenario where it's like okay well you can get starfield on your playstation 
but if you want to take them on the go and get and get the handheld version then you know you've got to you've got to either get like one of the really expensive OEM Windows devices or you get our cheaper subsidized Xbox handheld you were never going to buy an Xbox otherwise but maybe this is how you know we get you into the ecosystem you know and it could just it could just be stuff like that and a lot of it makes sense and maybe the the future of exclusivity is like the handheld version is where the exclusivity lies and then maybe you start seeing Microsoft and uh, Microsoft and I mean they wouldn't do this, but maybe maybe like Valve starts doing like okay like Half Life Three Steam Deck exclusive, and then Sony and then Sony and Microsoft well okay then fine if that if you are not putting Half Life Three on Xbox and PlayStation because you want to grow Steam Deck then maybe our maybe the next Halo is exclusive to our handheld platforms maybe that's where it all goes. You know, well, it's kind of like o- Omen has a question here. Do you think Sony and Xbox will get destroyed if Valve launched a proper SteamOS console? Because it could theoretically place Xbox, Sony, and PC exclusive games after all. I mean, they've tried before. There was Steam machines in the past. They were on full Linux, and people were like, "Oh my god, this didn't work. It's horrible. I'm going to put Windows on it." And then it was just like, "Oh well, this is just a a cheaper PC, and it's not as powerful as my PC or a normal PC." But they do, but this was before Proton was a thing, right? So with Proton, it's like they do get the whole, pretty much the entire Windows game experience without Windows, you know, and that's that's potentially that's potentially an issue for Microsoft, um, you know, at least from a gaming perspective, because Linux is still Linux is still Linux when you try and do anything anything outside the Steam interface with it. Um, you know, I'm sure there's some Linux bros in chat who are upset now, but um, but yeah, um, so yeah, it's, it, we're, the next generation is going to look really interesting. And Sony and Microsoft, they they plan ahead for the future. They look at this stuff and they're like, "Well, Steam's building a console platform using our games. You know, shouldn't we consider doing this as well? Maybe should we even consider, you know, making games timed exclusive, like in Microsoft's case, making things timed exclusive on Steam, so we can grow a handheld platform." Because that is probably going to be the companion device universe. People buy Nintendo Switch and the Steam Deck as like these companion devices, and they've probably got analysis that like most Nintendo Switch owners also own one of the the other two, and um, you know, and and most Steam Deck owners probably own one of the other two as well, you know. And P and and a lot of PC gamers maybe they double dip. It's like okay, well I've got my Steam ecosystem. I want to take my Steam ecosystem on the go, then I need to buy a Steam Deck. And it's going to be like, well, I've got my Xbox ecosystem. If I want to take my Xbox ecosystem on the go, then I need an Xbox deck or whatever they call it. Same, same with PlayStation. So there's a lot of moving bolts and parts in this. And I think like a lot of people, a lot of journalists and commentators, they can't see beyond the tradition of the console, the tradition of just having your console on your desk or in your, under your TV. Everything's evolving. Everything's changing. Steam Deck's mixing it up, and I think the next gen's going to look very different. Yeah. Uh, Comericasm says, any of you boys going to play Helldivers 2? I tried it last night with the team full of four, and it's such a refreshing good time and laugh. Yeah, Jez loves it. I don't I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'll get around to it anytime soon, but I, I, I think I see it's at a ni- over 90,000 on Steam right now. Uh, you know, number one or best PlayStation launch concurrently on PC. I, I sort of wonder if PlayStation is going to um, consider more day-and-date games for PC moving forward, right? Because they've been hesitant to support PC day one. 
uh, they usually bring their like big tentpole games to PC down the road, uh, like two mm-hmm. years as more of like marketing for the next release rather than. But like here's Arrowhead releasing right studios Arrowhead right releasing Helldivers two to probably what's going to be really good reviews, and you know I don't I don't know how long long the numbers will stay high, but people seem to be really liking it, and you sort of wonder how much money you're leaving off the table by not releasing say something like Spider-Man two or God of War day one on PC. We've seen just recently with uh, persona three reloaded and like a dragon, infinite wealth being the fastest selling games in their respective franchises, right? The respective Mm. long running franchises, these new ones are their fastest selling. And I think it's mostly because, it's multi-platform. Instead of just being exclusive to one console, it's finally literally on every console and also on PC day one, right? So we know like Sony's game as a service push kind of got sidelined a bit with some stuff. Uh, I, I sort of wonder if they maybe they see this and they look at it and be like, you know what, maybe we should pursue putting more of our games day one on PC instead of waiting for two years and we're giving up a lot of revenue. I guess they, you'd have to do a cost analysis uh, benefit, you know, pros cons of of that stuff. Like, do less people buy the the PS Five because if Spider Man was day one on on it or whatever, like with the Xbox, or is like would it does it only affect Xbox because Xbox isn't really a desirable product in comparison? Mm-hmm. I wonder how they uh they go about that. If if Hell Divers Two is like a huge success, or they just be like, you know what, that's just the wave moving forward. Uh, let's see. Good old Collinwood says, hello, Randon Jez. I've seen lots of discourse blaming Xbox's poor handling and messaging for the furor that has arisen in the past fortnight. Now Brad Sams and Paul Thoreau and their regular first ring daily podcast suggest that Xbox were, were always planning a business presentation for late February. Uh, the reason that there were so many leaks and rumors now is because in the planning for this presentation, some of the topics that were to be covered were accidentally shared with people outside the loop. And now to quell fears, that presentation has been has had to been hurriedly put together weeks early. Knowing that, that there's... That is 100% true. Yeah. So I corroborate that. Okay. So there you go. That's... Brad, Brad, Brad and... Th- if there's if there's some people you can trust 100%, it's Brad and Thoreau. Mm-hmm. They, they've they've been in this for... for you know, and what have I always said about for, me? For I'm not years. An in- I'm not an insider. How many times have I said that? <clears throat> I will forever say that. You say it a lot, but then you make predictions which are uncannily uh, sometimes, a bit uncanny sometimes round. happens. I'm just saying I'm not an insider. I've never claimed to be, ever, and I never will. Hmm. Um so Jez so yeah, so Jez says the reason there's so many leaks is in the presentation. Some of the topics that were to be covered are accidentally shared with people outside the loop, and now to quell fears that presentation has had to be hurriedly put together weeks early. Knowing that there is a presentation, do you think it was in the public's interest to allow this information to be shared with the Xbox community? Or should Xbox have been allowed to present their plans in the way they wanted to do so? Well, well it got out know, of their control. We don't, so. we, don't, we don't know. We don't know if... I mean, we don't know for sure right now if they've changed their plans based on any of the backlash. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't, think, I don't think so. I just think, like Thoreau and Brad said, that some of the plans got out and they've been taken out of context. So people didn't have the full picture, essentially. Yeah, I believe that because the the thing that people 
people keep coming back to um the the things that people keep coming back to like third party hardware and stuff like that there are things that i know that aren't true you know so if this is all the same source then it's all half baked information mm. okay i mean that's the thing though like xbox leaks a lot or microsoft leaks a lot and you know something like this it gets out people are going to react to it right i mean yeah you of course xbox should have been able to give their presentation without any sort of uh, anybody making any preconceived uh judgment calls but that's didn't happen that way right it's kind of just like the xbox series s leaking remember remember when that leaked and Josh Stein, they put out that like picture of that little puppet or whatever, the little thing like with the sideways eyes. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can have a marketing plan. You can absolutely have this this marketing plan you've been you can you've been working on for a while, but it doesn't always go to uh, doesn't always happen the way you you think it will, and that stuff gets out. And you got to pivot really quickly and get in front of it and. I, I yeah, I mean it sounds like there was a presentation planned always for the end of this month. It leaked out, you know, uh and people just went to town on the rumors and then Microsoft's like, We're gonna talk about it next week, but then they remain quiet and then everybody just talked about everything. Like all these rumors just snowballed and it just ended up in complete chaos. You know, uh, yeah, they should have been allowed to do it, but hey, plans <laughs> plans sometimes don't always go off the way the way you want them to. So, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I don't know if their reaction to it all was the right way to do it, where they basically just like said, "We'll see you next week, later, guys, peace," right? And then it's like, well, I th- you know, well, you don't know that. Like next week, it might make sense why. It took so long to put together this information because there's also the FTC stuff to consider. True, true. There's the FTC think, stuff, yeah. And I, f- I feel like if it wasn't for the the FTC, they could probably they probably wouldn't have to pass so much of the wording through legal first. I really think that's part of the extra, ex, extenuating yeah. circumstance here, where the where where Microsoft's legal department's going over every single word with a fine tooth comb to make sure that Phil doesn't accidentally say something that could impact some of their their um you know their legal proceedings right now about this so i'm uh, yeah some that's probably why phil's been uncharacter un uncharacteristically quiet about it cuz some cuz usually he shut down tweets and reply you know and everyone's letting their minds run wild and everyone's lost faith and everyone's in you know on twitter freaking out and it could just be that it could literally just be the ftc and the legal department being like yeah we've got to be really careful here and maybe maybe that's even why like you haven't you know some of the fires haven't even been put out on um through back channels because they're so it's so bound up with the legal department that they just don't want to risk anything to do with it there's billions of dollars riding on this man so i'm you know and i'm giving microsoft the benefit of the doubt here Mm -hmm. but maybe that could be what it is we've got a lot of questions left we don't got a lot of time judge you ready we got to go through these Tricks are for Trey. Good afternoon, fellas. Oh boy, here we go. Not really a question this time, more of a my two cents this past week that I've had time to think about it. 
I don't care if some games that have been exclusive to the Xbox console for years moved to a new console. Games, Sea Thieves, I feel like they would benefit from being multi-plat. Even smaller games like Hi-Fi. But then again, I'm torn because I'm sure Halo would benefit too. But then again, I feel like Halo is a system seller and should stay exclusive. It's the main reason why I bought the OG Xbox. Maybe multiplayer goes multi-plat and the campaign stays exclusive. I don't know. Not sure. I guess you have to figure out where the line is and kind of just contradict myself. Also, I bet Final Fantasy VII Remake comes to Xbox this year because on PS5 they're selling a twin pack for the two games. An exclusive ends in May announcement in June. You watch. We'll see. We'll see. I I think Final Fantasy 16 comes before uh, either of those two games. I, I know that the exclusivity of Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth is shorter, but I think that one comes to PC. Uh, if I had to guess, I, I, I wouldn't expect it to come to Xbox this year. And Who knows? I don't know what's going on with Remake. That's just my speculation, but I think Final Fantasy 16 comes first. Yeah, I agree. They'll uh, come eventually, but it's going to be slow. Yeah. Uh, Deadly Headley. If Xbox kept all the single-player content for its game studios and IPs, Halo, Gears, Fable, etc., but launched all of its live service games on PlayStation, do you think that's a reasonable compromise that could keep the Xbox hardcore happy? So Halo Infinite's free-to-play component goes everywhere, but all of Halo campaign content remains exclusive to the Xbox platform, console cloud, etc., uh, and that, if that's the case, I see Gears being split in a similar way with the next game's multiplayer component being free-to-play as well. Launching Halo Master Chief Collection and the Gears Collection as legacy titles would help advertise Game Pass and tempt people into the platform if they gravitate towards the IP. I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Thanks for all the work you guys do. I mean, I've thought I about so that. In... I've thought about that as well. But, like... I think that's one reason people are pissed is because they don't they don't feel like there's going to be any compromise. But I think Sony would be smart to to put a game like Helldivers on Xbox, where there is a significant shooter player base. I would love to play Helldivers on my Xbox with my friends and all that kind of stuff, like because a lot of them don't have PCs or they don't have Playstations and stuff like that. So, like, if if if, if there was a universe where they could compromise and be like, yeah, we, we're announcing today that um you know Halo multiplayer is coming to PlayStation, but also Helldivers. We're working with Sony to bring Helldivers to to Xbox. You know, just as an example, um, I think I think people would I think it'd be easier to swallow. You know, and maybe your single player games are your, your games that drive the sort of the engagement. You know, um, not the engagement, the 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 value of the console, while also you make your margins on the multiplayer games because that is the business. So I suppose it's it's about will would Sony cooperate? And that's, there's a big question mark over that. Yeah. I mean, it's something, it's something to think about, like, hey, just make the multiplayer everywhere, but keep the campaign to yourself. I, that would definitely be a very bold strategy, right? I think a lot of people... It'd be a very interesting strategy. It'd also be very bold. Like, oh, everybody gets Halo multiplayer, but Halo campaign is only on the, the Xbox. Xbox. Same thing with gays and stuff. Devices. Same thing with, like, Gears. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people would draw the line at Halo, though. They don't want Halo on PlayStation or Nintendo whatsoever. Well, maybe but they for would. For what it's worth, I think Microsoft itself draws a line at Halo. Yeah. Maybe. I'm bullish on that. But the thing, the thing with the Gears Collection is, okay, you have the Gears Collection on the other consoles and basically to sell Gear 6 on the, on, you know, the Xbox, right? Like, oh, here's Gears 1, 2, and 3. Go play Gear Six. That's not exclusive. I don't really think that's going to draw anybody. I feel like if you haven't really played 
Gears by now, you probably, right? Like people who've wanted to play Gears have played Gears already and have gotten Mm. an Xbox to play Gears. It's like putting Gears on Switch and PlayStation isn't necessarily, I don't really, maybe maybe that's wrong because we've seen stats from the PlayStation side of thing where they, they always talk about new players to PlayStation playing the remasters and stuff. So, uh, maybe maybe there would be new players. And uh, if if you if you get an Xbox handheld for the first time, you're probably going to try Halo Gears and Sea of Thieves and stuff like that. You know, I mean, Gears, Gears is kind of a showpiece for what the gra- Unreal Engine can do. And I think the the reason the next Gears is taking so long is because again they want that to be a show a photorealistic graphical showpiece for what what the next Xbox will be able to do. So yeah. Uh, Raj says, I'm hearing some positive buzz about Skull and Bones beta in my Diablo 4 clan. I've I downloaded you. it, but have what? That there was positive buzz about Skull and Bones. Mm. I've downloaded it, but yet to try it. Have either of you tried it yet? Do you think Ubisoft might have a winner here after the long, troubled development? I've not tried it, no. I don't really do betas or stuff like that, so... I'm going to download it right now. It'd so be I'll very interesting after week. all the delays and all the shit-talking... Everybody's kind of done Skull and Bones if it actually came out and was successful. That'd be. I want to see if it is a quadruple A game, like you quadruple A. Quadruple A. I mean, they're really on a game like it is Sea of Thieves. Maybe, maybe it could be a hit. We'll see. I think it will, man. I think it will. I think it will be a hit, bro. Oh my God, Turtle says, "Hey guys, hey Jazz." With all the discourse going around, you've had a few of your articles discussed internally. Career Rise, how cool is it that you've made it to the point where leader, leaders of a trillion dollar corp are arguing about what you wrote? As another northerner, it's so cool to see something like this. Thanks for all you both do for the community and much love to all the folks on Xbox 2 Discord, the sexiest Discord around. Turtles. I mean, it's well, pretty cool. It, it's humbling, you know, but it also shows that Microsoft is... Because I like I like to reflect the the voice of the community right which is why like my articles about like xbox fans you know here's why xbox fans are really mad and it's not because they're toxic or it's not because of this or that or what these other outlets say it's because of these very quite logical reasons you know so like i'm glad that i'm glad to to serve that role that sort of provides a sort of more intimate look about what the core community is thinking in a world where you have journalists who bitch about harassment writing hit pieces about you know random people on twitter who you know frankly don't deserve it you know um so yeah so yeah it's it's really humbling and i really want to just you know and i know they've 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 referred to stuff ran said on the podcast as well you know and they do listen like it doesn't matter if you've got a podcast or or you've got an article or whatever you know if you're on twitter and you're saying things they are listening you know they are there are people whose job it is is to pass this data you know but there's also the voiceless people out there the casuals who don't engage to the same level you know yeah so all those things matter Randy Dickens the second says no question just wanted to thank you both for the extra long Xbox 2 Ultimate show this week appreciate all of your work well, we appreciate you uh, supporting us. Not Skywalker says, Dear Jez, Rand, I'm so sorry, but I promise these are the best ones in the series, and Jez made you play the worst. All the Xbox news this week was overshadowed by a very <laughs> important Pokemon tease. On the main Twitter, Pokemon, on February 3rd, they posted explicit references to Pokemon Black and White, the next game up for remakes. Please join me in gushing about Gen 5's Piscal, Gen V's Piscal, Pixel Art and dreading how Game Freak might botch a remake reveal later this month. Cheers. 
Oh, Pokemon. Pokemon, Pokemon. Pokemon Black is awesome. And I actually didn't play it at launch. Like, I dropped off the gem before that. And I was Mm. like, oh, all these are the same. I'm done done with this. Mm. So I actually missed Pokemon Black until pretty recently, actually. You know, I th- I think I pl- I think I picked it up and played it around the time Sword and Shield came out. Right, but um, I completely expect them to botch it though. I really do. <laughs> uh, Sierra one one Kevin, I'm hoping the Xbox business presentation next week provides more clarity and ideally confidence in the future of the platform. But let's pretend scorched earth and no future consoles. Do you think Xbox would bring some type of console emulation to Windows PC to allow for game preservation as a sunset type service, assuming legal hurdles hurdles are achieved? Wouldn't that be difficult to get like licenses for all the games on the service to bring to PC just to like well, I this, this this is exactly why I don't think Xbox is going to go in this this direction. The the they they are like um um they are like they're locked in they're locked in as much as we are, you know. And it would. It, it's not like Windows Phone dying, where it's like, oh yeah, you lose, you lose like a two dollar app that you bought or something. It's like it's. We're talking people. People will be losing thousands and thousands of dollars. So this is why I don't think Microsoft's going to actually walk away from any of this stuff. It just doesn't make any sense, you know. And for them, it will be a PR disaster. It mm-hmm. would be. It, it would be the. It would be the end of all of their consumer trust forever. They wouldn't be able. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to make anything, dude. That is true. So. That is true. Uh, Ponder McNasty says, "Do you think Microsoft is trying to pull some 4D chess here with how they're going about this?" Hi-Fi Rush on PlayStation released one year later, full price. I made this one up, but nothing's stopping them from charging seventy for their games. Have the customer sign in a Microsoft account and create an Xbox Live account. Hi-Fi Rush on Xbox releases day one Game Pass default platform. They would effectively be forcing PlayStation gamers to sign up for Xbox Live. If you're a PlayStation gamer and see games like Starfield and Indiana Jones, eventually." You do the mental math and say, hmm, I could spend $350 on five Xbox games, or I could just buy a Series S and Game Pass in addition to my PS5 and get a bunch of games on Game Pass. I already have an Xbox account because I made one on my PS5. Could this be how they expect PlayStation gamers to react to Xbox games? One. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure some, <laughs> some, someone at some bean counter probably has talked about that, about the idea of like, if we release the same games at the same time where ours on our platform's free and it's full price on the other, uh, uh, maybe that person will be more inclined to be like, oh, I can get it over there for free and, and buy a console over there. But maybe that works for some. I'm not necessarily works on others because you assume that each one of those people are wanting to play all five of those games that Xbox releases. But that's not always going to be the case. Maybe they're only interested in one. So for them, it's like, no, it doesn't make any sense to to buy an Xbox and get a full subscription to Game Pass. They got all their games they want to play on their other platforms. Um, and they're perfectly fine with that. You know? But, I mean, I guess I, I can see the strategy and I can see what you mean by, like, here's the, here's the 40 chess. But, like, realistically, how it would play out in the real world... I'm not sure those comparisons enter into people's minds as much as maybe we think they do. I think as well, this goes back to what I was saying earlier, just quickly, because I know, we, I know we're rushing now um, is, is the fact that no one knows what game pass is. 
So mm. if if Game Pass marketing was better, maybe. But right now it's awful. So until more people, until they've educated users on what Game Pass is, I think it's absolutely just a bad idea to think that they could do this. Yeah. And that's why I don't think they will do this. Uh, Diego Herta, sup guys? I hope whatever the plan is next week, they stick to it. I'm tired of Xbox constantly changing their game plan. Went from making exclusives, sell them, to make exclusives, put them day and date on Game Pass to potentially make games they may or may not be exclusive, and they may be day and date on Game Pass. Also, what's your favorite guy's horror book? Love the show. My favorite horror book is It by Stephen King. One of my favorite books of all time. Uh-huh. I love it. That's interesting. I love It. Interesting. One of the, in fact, one of the only horror books I've read, because we all know I don't read books, is Misery by Stephen King. Oh, Misery is really good. Misery is really good. And I read that, uh, like, without spoiling the book for anyone who hasn't read it. I read it because I had a leg injury, and I, I couldn't, and there was, I couldn't access the internet at the time, and I was just st- stuck in bed because it was bef- before smartphones. So yeah, it's because there's a leg injury is sort of a big deal in the book. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we have Go Cheese. Uh, hey guys, what's up with Ooh, Tim Dog attacking Jeff Grubb and Miles? I don't think it's okay for him to be acting like this. I don't. Oh man. I mean, my I don't. I don't like people attacking people, especially. I mean, Tim Dog's my they're, bro, and he's my. They're all my friends. All these yeah, people are my friends, and I don't so like that, it. I yeah. I'd rather not that. I'd rather for that not to happen. Um, we have super chat here from. Uh, Willy Racer, Sony hurts Xbox exclusive stuff for COD every year. Hogwarts exclusive quests, Destiny maps and guns, and big third-party exclusives like Final Fantasy. Xbox is getting hit in the face continuously and never hits back. I mean, yeah, that is Sony's strategy for sure. Uh, Dead Planet mm-hmm. says, Old Nate is getting absolutely cooked on X right now. Uh, Crippling Debt says, Jez, on the ads thing, ad as a whole has changed and don't mean what they used to. I build my life around minimizing ads, YouTube premium, etc., only ads I see, I scroll past on Reddit in one second. I mean, he makes it makes a point. A lot of people kind of pay not to see ads. Well, sure, but like this, the ads are still a big, big thing. You know, it's like you don't you don't really market. You do influencer ads these days, you know. Mm-hmm. And for every for every like every person that does skip past a sponsorship in a YouTube video, there's ten people that don't. You know, and some some web browsers like safari for example make it quite hard to use an ad blocker so you know um it's uh, the ads are still still a yep. thing you know but even if even even if it's not ads you can you can you can do influencer marketing you can do you know sponsorships and and you know and, and have spots on um, t- tv you know microsoft does none of that for game pass you know we just kind of I, I have to do the marketing for them by telling my friends, oh, this is what Game Pass is and does. And they're like, oh, well, that's actually cool. But too late, I'm already locked into PlayStation. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think with that, we uh, that's, all the, that's all the questions. That's probably the end of the show. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, hit the like button if you enjoyed it. Subscribe if you're new. Use the code, X, use the code XB2 at the uh, checkout. For manscaped.com, if you buy anything for Valentine's Day. Um, what an interesting week. What an interesting Friday. And who knows what next week is going to bring. But we will be doing Xbox 2 on Friday for sure. Uh, we might be doing other things. I mean, who knows when this event happens. 
Uh, we might do something after, or I don't know. I have no idea, but either way, it'll be very interesting to see what happens next week. So thank you guys for being here. Love you, and we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Later.